Welcome to Cause We're Nerds, the podcast that covers trends and new releases in comics, movies, video games, board games, and much more. I'm your host, Caleb, and with me is my wife, Courtney. Hello, everyone. Today, we're pulling double duty as we talk The Lion King and Comic-Con. Is Disney's newest remake anything to roar about? Is it able to remember who it is? And what does Marvel have planned for Phase 4? Find out on this week's episode of Cause We're Nerds. All right, Courtney, well, for the second time this summer, we are back in the land of Disney live action, quote, unquote, remakes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd have something to say. Well, what do you, you, you stuck up three. What was the three for? It's their third Disney movie this summer. And then you, you corrected your, well, you added to your sentence. Oh, so yes. I didn't. I didn't correct you. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So we did Aladdin about mm, month, month and a half ago or so. It came out in May. Oof, two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> two months ago. I mean, it was like end of May, but you know. Um, and now we're back for probably the seminal Disney movie, The Lion King. I mean, I, I think that when people think Disney animation, a lot of things come to mind, but I think The Lion King is like... The one, if you had to boil it down to one. Really? Yeah. You don't, you don't think so? No. What would you boil it down to? Down to one Disney movie. Animated Disney movie. Animated Disney movie. I would go with one of the princess movies, like maybe Cinderella. Hmm. See, I feel that... Those are known, but like top of the head stuff is stuff that really came out in the 90s and in the last 10 years. Okay. Maybe Beauty and the Beast then, because I think it's at least late 80s, early 90s for that one. Yeah. I think. I I think Beauty and the Beast is 90s as well. Um, But we're here to talk about it. We have a fantastic cast, uh, all of which are new. Are they fantastic? We'll get into that. We'll get into it. Uh, All of which are new, except for (laughs) one person, the only returning cast member from the original. And probably the best. We'll talk about it. Aww. You know him. You love him. Mr. James Earl Jones himself. I was going to make a Darth Vader joke, but I decided not to. Um, As (laughs) Mufasa, he returns here to pass the torch to the new cast um, for this new iteration directed by iron man one and two's own john favreau mr happy hogan himself that's right so courtney you ready to uh jump into this yes all right so going into this where was your excitement level were you like super hyped were you like eh, i don't really care um so I'm going to kind of, mine is kind of like broken. So originally I was like, oh, it's the Lion King. I really enjoyed the Lion King as a kid. That's going to be fun. But like, I wasn't super excited. And then I saw a clip of Timon and Pumbaa when they find Simba out in like the desert. And that clip was like, yes, I'm ready to see the Lion King. That looks hilarious. And it's going to be so much fun. 
So I was definitely more excited when it came time to actually see it. But prior to, I was like, yeah, it's okay. I'm the opposite. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, I had, when it was first announced and everything, I didn't really care. And then as it was getting closer, my excitement kind of started to build. And there was a point where I would actually say, oh, yeah, I was excited for it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really good. And then we were on the plane <laughs> and I watched John Favreau's other live action Disney remake, mm-hmm. The Jungle Book. And my opinions changed drastically. <laughs> yes, I know they did. I kind of wished you had watched a different live action Disney movie, like Be- Beauty and the Beast or the Cinderella one. Beauty and the Beast is probably the better one out of them prior to like Aladdin. But <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so that that really plummeted my expectations Mm -hmm. um and then as reviews and first reactions started coming out um i didn't really feel anything um i still kind of wanted to see it but i didn't i didn't really have a drive to go see it like i did before yeah um the the general consensus from the reviews were visually it's great there are some problems other places Gotcha. Um, yeah, and like my excitement for it didn't really come into play until about a week ago. Okay, so pretty recently. Yeah, so I mean, like it was, it wasn't really until I saw that clip because, for the most part, the, um, sorry, the uh, I'm blanking. The movie. No, the. <laughs> The, like, trailers, posters. Marketing. Marketing, thank you. The marketing for it had been very limited. Not, like, as in it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of it, because there was, but, like, they were purposely not showing certain things. Like, I don't think, I think out of all the marketing, there's never a point where you actually see, like, older Simba talk or older Nala talk. Hmm. I think, like, they kind of kept that back for a while on purpose and probably for good reasoning. But um, about a week before the movie came out, they started releasing a few extra things, like the Timon and Pumbaa thing. And that's kind of what got me really excited, as I said before. All right. So we saw this um, yesterday. So we've yes. had roughly a day or so to ruminate on this at a, I think it was one thirty showing in the middle of the day in IMAX, mm-hmm. not 3D. Uh, which I was kind of happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't have any issues with the screening. We've had some issues lately at a lot of our screenings, but it pretty much started on time. There were, wasn't any real audio issues. Uh, the only issues we ran <laughs> into were the multiple number of kids, specifically babies in the audience, um, that decided to cry and scream during the movie. Which I mean, you know... I don't know how many movies we actually go to where there are, like, children under the age of one not, that are there. Not many. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if I've ever really seen kids that small there. And there were there were several little babies. But, like, for the most part, the babies were okay. They only got upset during, like, intense scenes. Hmm. But there was this one kid who, that kid would not be quiet. <laughs> so I gave Caleb a rule. No more kid movies <laughs> middle of the day <laughs> where there would be kids because, you know, 
that would be crazy <laughs> to go to a kid movie and not have a lot of kids there. Yeah, it's good for you. I mean, I question. For me. <laughs> I question whether this kid should be in there because of how loud it is. Uh, but that's a question for another day. So mm-hmm. for this, um. Everybody knows The Lion King. The Lion King has been out for 20 years at this point. But what if they don't? What if they don't know what The Lion King is? Then go watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All that to say, we are not going to do a no spoiler section. We are just going to do full on spoilers. Yes. (laughs) As Courtney celebrates over here. Spoiler sections. They're so Non-spoiler hard. sections. Yeah, whatever. That's what you, you know mean. what I mean. I hate having to th- worry about it. <laughs> she hates having to think before she talks. That's why sure. she's constantly getting in trouble. <laughs> that is a joke. Anyway, uh-huh. um, all right. So we're just gonna go Jump straight right into it. In. If for some reason you haven't seen it or don't know what it is, just go see it. It doesn't matter. It's not a secret anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So this movie opened. So before we went to see the movie, mm-hmm. you wanted to watch the original. And yes. I didn't want to. So you nope. sat down. We watched the quote unquote trailer for it, which amounted to pretty much the first two minutes of the opening, which is the Circle of Life song. Yeah. That everybody knows. Um, yeah. And then you went back and sat down and you watched a bit of it. You didn't get to get through all of it. Nope. But- that opening was very clear in both of our minds. Yes. Going into this film. And we get into the theater. And what do you know? The opening is a shot for shot exact remake yep. of the original intro. Yep. With some minor changes. Minor changes for maybe some timing and the realism yeah, and stuff. like that. Also... Random thing. I Throughout this episode, I might throw in some random stuff. Um, but, like, the whole point of the new movie was for it to feel real. Like, you're in Africa. And all the animals are real. The ants in the opening scene are not actually from Africa. And from my understanding, that's the only insect animal thing that's in the new movie that isn't meant to be. And it's because they wanted to keep that beat by beat of the circle of life opening Mm -hmm. pretty accurate so they kept in the ants for the scene that's cool yeah i thought so too so what did you think about this scene like did this get you hyped for the movie as it was playing or yeah it it brought like it it pulled on that like nostalgia feeling of like oh man here it is and then but what was so weird is like when it started i'm like where are the bright colors like because you know that iconic sunrise scene is so, like, bright and colorful. And I'm looking and I'm, like, waiting for it and waiting for it. And they start singing. I'm like, but the bright colors. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it is meant to be extremely realistic. And it is. It, there were moments where I'm like, this feels real, even though it's not real. Yeah. I... <sighs> This did not have the intended intended effect on me. Mm. The idea was to copy <clears throat> the original and mm-hmm. to get everybody hyped. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do it for me. And there's a couple reasons why. The first one, which I noticed first, is I'm 
99% sure, and if I'm wrong about this, I'm just going to look like an idiot, but <laughs> I'm about 99% sure that this was a new recording of the song. With, I think it is. With a different singer, and I do not think it is as good think, as the original. I think it's a like choir. Okay. Wh- who, whoever sings it, I do not think this is as good as the original. I think it wasn't as loud. If yeah, that makes sense. It, like it's not as like booming and brings you in. I can understand that because when when they started singing, I felt the same way. Um, but I kind of just like put that to the side because I guess in my head I was playing like what I was used to hearing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know. I, like there's you're right. It's not as loud. It's not as booming. There's also some like inflection and. Mm-hmm. And flow of it that is just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to do the opening exactly like the animated with this music, the fact that the music is off mm-hmm. really throws a wrench in it. Okay. If they had done the opening differently mm-hmm. and it wasn't a shot for shot translation of the original, I don't think it would have bothered me. Gotcha. But the fact that they were trying to do that, it, it that really put me off. The other thing, this small thing, it it didn't really put me off, but I was like, oh, that's not as cool. When they show the sun at the beginning, it moves so fast. It doesn't like, (laughs) like the first shot of the Mm -hmm. original. It's like actually rising and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's taking time. This one, it looks like they put a camera up and did a time lapse. They might have. Well, they didn't. This is all CG. Oh, yeah. Well, not all of it. Yes. There's some that's. This is all CG. Are you sure? I am positive. All of it. All of it. That's we should make that note now. This is a quote unquote live action. That's not live. It's not live. None of it's alive. All of it's fake. It's all numbers. It's dead. It's the Matrix. Dun 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 dun. Um, but yeah, so I, I had some issues with that, and then another issue that I quickly realized in this opening scene. Are you sure? Cause like the, like the scene like that with the sun and then there's another scene where like they're going around the tree and it's nighttime and you see the stars and it's like a time lapse like there. It just felt so real. Yeah, computers. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing that I really noticed here that, well, I say I really, I started to notice it here. And mm-hmm. as the movie went on, it actually started to become a problem. And Uh-oh. this is going to be one of my... Issues with the film. Um, when you translate something from animation mm-hmm. or from any medium into a new mm-hmm. medium, you have to consider the differences between those two mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, people say that Watchmen is unfilmable, even though they did it, um, because of because Watchmen is so much about the medium of comic books. Mm-hmm. How can you translate that to a movie and maintain that? Um, when it's a completely different medium. And there mm-hmm. there are certain things like that. And you have to take those considerations in... Well, you have to consider those when um, you're, you're doing these things. And so one thing that this movie does a lot is there's a lot of... Um, not necessarily shot-for-shot shot scenes, but there's a lot of sequences that are very similar. Like, very, very much inspired by the original... Oh, yeah. To the point where it's a detriment. And here's why. When when you have animation, and you kind of already touched on this, you have clean lines, you have bright, distinct colors, you have minimal detail. It is very easy to very quickly pick out, this is what's happening here, mm-hmm. this is what's happening on the other side of the screen. Mm-hmm. You can show a very quick shot, 
and you understand what's happening. When you take that same timing and framing and you put it into a quote unquote live action setting, mm-hmm. you are now overloading the screen with details. I mean, the ground alone is incredibly detailed. It's got cracks and grass mm-hmm. and everything all over it. They had flies flying around the lions. Right. Things like, like details that. Details that, like, honestly, the look of the movie is like watching, like, Planet Earth. Like, the doc, the BBC documentary on the animals and stuff like that. Like, you feel like you're watching an animal documentary. Because that's how real it feels. <laughs> it does. Yeah, well, uh, okay. Well- not Not every moment of it. But, like, the way the animals act. I will agree that the visuals... like that. The visuals are really impressive. I will say, seeing it in IMAX, I was much more convinced that it looked photoreal in the trailers, not mm-hmm. on a giant IMAX screen, than I was sitting in a theater staring at a giant IMAX screen. And that's probably just because of the size of the screen. If you take this home and you watch it on your TV at home, it's probably going to feel more real. But there were things that I started noticing as the movie went on. But getting back to the timing thing, sorry, you are now overloading the screen with information and you're still giving that small snippet of time. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is it takes you longer to realize what's happening, to focus on the actions that are going on, which might not seem like a big deal, but that ends up making the film feel rushed. Mm -hmm. Like if you're watching an action movie that cuts too many times during an action scene and you can't tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's sort of that, and it has that effect. Um, and I felt that throughout at least the first quarter of the film um, with a lot of the timing decisions that they were making. And it just, that was one of the first things that really felt off about me when comparing this to the original. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Um. Other than that, though, yes, it does look beautiful. Um, it is all CG. Some of the animals don't hold up for me um, during certain scenes. Mm. But that's to be expected on a movie that is entirely CG. Yeah, I mean, like, there are moments where it's like you can tell that you can tell that they're not real. But then there are moments where it does feel really real. And I think that's especially when they have, like, those landscape shots. Where, like, you're looking at it and it's like, how could this not be real? Because <laughs> it looks real. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on. There's a lot of music in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would know better than I would. Mm-hmm. But I think they fit all of the music from the original in here. Minus, like, one. Minus one? Okay. What did you think of the songs? Did they hold up? Well, let's talk about that. So, the original for us is the one that came out in 1994. Disney re-released the movie in 2011 with a diamond edition, which is what we have on DVD. And as you said earlier, I started to watch it before we went. And I'm watching it, and Zazu shows up to Mufasa, and he's like, I have the morning report. And then he starts to sing. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like... Zazu doesn't sing at this part in the movie. (laughs) What is happening right now? And he's going on and he's like, it's this full number. And I'm like, what is this? I had to look it up because I'm like, I know this is not 
on the VHS that I watched growing up. And sure enough, they had added this song. It it was made for the Broadway musical. They put it on the DVD. Some things on the internet will say that it's not on the DVD, but it is. So luckily, that song is not on there. Because, man. Fun fact about that. You said it came from the Broadway. That Broadway show was originally directed by a woman named Julie Taymor, who did all the visuals, figured Mm -hmm. all that out. She is also the director of the failed Spider-Man Broadway musical. There might be a reason it failed. For which I have been reading a book. Um, and I noticed she was an executive producer on this live action version. Well, all I have to say is, is that I do love Zazu. And I love his comedic singing towards the middle of the movie, but not for the morning report. He's just supposed to talk. In the original. In the original, yeah. So for the new one, he doesn't sing. Zazu doesn't really sing. He, like, it starts and you're like, oh my goodness, he's going to sing. But he doesn't, he kind of, it's more of like just a talking report, kind of with music with it. But for the most part, um, the music is the same. Um, There's technically two new songs. One during the movie and one in the after credits uh, the one during the movie is sung by Beyonce, and that is when um, Simba has decided to go home and return to the Pride Land to save his family. Um, that one's a little different because I meant she's singing it, and it might start off with the original song played at that point, but I'm not really sure. And then the after credits one is Elton John and the other guy who produced the music, I think something Rice or Dave Rice or... I don't know. I could be completely wrong on that. But I am I think the two of them put together a new song for the end scene. But, yeah, music is um, pretty much there. With the, I mean, there are changes like Be Prepared, which is Scar's song, definitely has a major change to it. That whole scene has a big change to it. Um, because the hyenas aren't as dumb in the live action as they are in the animated. And there's, I mean, there's more than three hyenas in the animated, but you always focus on three. Yeah. And I feel like in the live action, yes, there are three, but they're, but they always have their pack with them. Yeah. And also, even when they show the three, typically there's a fourth one there. Right. And it kept making me think back. I was like, I thought there were only three main ones in the original. Yes. So, like, the hyenas from, from like, watching the movies and doing some reading, they probably got the biggest change out of, like, all the characters because they're not stupid anymore. They're, like, really smart. All three of them are played by new people. Two of them got new names. Um... What else? Um, yeah, like I said, the Be Prepared song, it's changed a lot. In the new one, Scar kind of does like a talking, singing type thing. Like the chorus is still there. Mm-hmm. But in the original, he's like making fun of the hyenas and how like dumb they are. And because they're not dumb, they like scrapped a lot of his uh, song and just right. like took a little bit of it to use for the thing. 
Yeah, what was your question originally? Because I feel like I got off. <laughs> no, I was, I was asking okay. about the songs. Okay. Um, well, it, since we're talking about songs, I'll go ahead and talk about this. Um, I really enjoyed um, Donald Glover and Beyonce's rendition of Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Like, they did a really good job. Like, I really liked it. I don't know about you. I have a nitpicky thing about it, which isn't really a valid <laughs> a, a valid critique okay. of it. Um, this is going to sound stupid. Uh-huh. I wish he was singing lower, like in a lower key. Okay. Because I felt like it was at times hard to pick out his voice well, you versus know- her voice. And I, unless my memory is wrong, in the original, Simba's voice is a little bit deeper. No, it's not. It's really not. Like, in fact, um, so, like, right before we started the episode, we went to get ice cream because it's National Ice Cream Day. So, we came home and I started re-watching some of The Lion King, the original, or the 2011, whatever. Who knows what other changes they made to it. <laughs> um, But I got to the Akuna Matata part and I was, like, kind of surprised at how high... Uh, Simba's voice is like the older Simba. I was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty spot on. And I just want to say, like, I I really like Donald Glover. He's probably one of my favorite actors. He's really fun to watch. Um, and like in the in like the weeks or the months when they had announced like the Lion King was coming and when it was coming and releasing trailers, I was like. Why aren't they, like, why can't we hear Donald Glover as, as Simba? Like, why haven't I heard him yet? And then as it got closer, I'm like, I don't want to hear him. Like, it's got to be so amazing that that's why they're not <laughs> showing me. And I'm like, or it could be really horrible. And I just, I don't want to know until I'm there. And when it comes to his first scene and he starts to sing Akuna Matata, I was like, yes, they did an amazing job. Like, Donald Glover as Simba is awesome. However... Beyonce as Nala is not so great, in my opinion. You didn't like her. I did not like her, because you know why? All I heard was Beyonce. Okay, so as someone that doesn't follow music and... (laughs) This is going to make me sound really uncool. Doesn't know what Beyonce sounds like? What? (laughs) I had no problem with it. Whatsoever. I just, like, the whole time I'm like, that's Beyonce. And not, like, I meant Beyonce's fine. I know people love her. Um, But, like... That's all I could think about during, like, her scenes. And I didn't feel like her voice fit Nala. Like, when I think of Nala, that's not the voice that I expect to hear. Well, I guess that's the main difference between you and me is I don't even remember Nala as a character. <laughs> so, oh, man. so long as it's not something that sticks out like a sore thumb, I'm not going to notice. Fine. Well, it's very different, so, you know, whatever. But, yes, I did enjoy their, their version. Of, I know I keep, like, hopping, but as I think of things. But I did like their uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight. I also really loved Akuna Matata. I liked the kind of differences towards the end of it mm-hmm. with Simba not wanting to finish singing. Um, so, yeah. That, I guess, would be music. You want to talk about characters? I didn't talk about music. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
right. I, I have. You one, asked me. I, I did ask you. Me. I have one thing to say about music. Okay. And I think that it gets better as the movie goes along. In fact, yeah. m- most of my critiques are in like the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I don't think it's because I was getting used to it. I think it's because it gets better as the movie goes along. I would agree with that. But a lot of the first quarter of the movie to me felt really soulless. Like. I think I know why. You think you know why? Why? So I've been watching several little videos on like the differences between the two movies. And I noticed most of them. Um, but one of the things is in the animated, they have eyebrows. Oh. It shows emotion. Yeah. I, so, okay. I've got this on my list. Let's talk about this now. Okay. So this is an this is an issue and it's not an issue. Here's my thing with it. They don't have to have eyebrows. No. But what they didn't do is they didn't portray any emotion that wasn't like anger, frustration, and I don't I don't anything that a true lion wouldn't experience is what they were going for. But it, it doesn't make any sense because there are things in here that happen where you can feel the emotion, but when mm-hmm. when it comes to actual scenes that really need to work, like when Mufasa dies. Right. Simba's face looks like a blank face. Right. Like it's not like, in fact, I thought I was going to get really upset when Mufasa died. Like I was prepared for a little tears. The thing that was more upsetting was hearing like the four or five year old at the end of our um, aisle saying, What's wrong with his dad? I'm like, oh my gosh, the parents not tell him that the dad's gonna die in this movie. Like, he's like, mom, what's wrong with dad? What's wrong with his dad? And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that was more upsetting. Yeah, like, so I I don't get it because, for example, let's take sadness or something. Sadness typically you've got a furrowed brow mm-hmm. in the in on your forehead. Notice those eyebrows. <laughs> Well, it doesn't. I said I brow, know. not eyebrows. Mm. Just the brow, right? Which they have, mm-hmm. and there are other emotion, other not emotions, other facial expressions they make that have that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they could not do that for this. And I think right. that I think that not doing those because you were trying to make it as live action as possible is a absolutely terrible decision. An absolutely terrible justification for it because you're making a movie about singing lions. Someone got really intense there. Sorry. Also to add to that, I think the reason the first first half is a little like, as you said, emotion emotional soulless. Soulless, whatever. Um is I think young Simba and young Nala, like, because you can't see the physical emotions on their face, I feel like maybe the actor and actress have a harder time portraying it. I, Whereas, like, because I feel like the emotions, you can feel the emotions better once, like, Simba is older. Like, you feel it in Akuna Matata through the rest of the movie. Like, I feel like you can, you feel the emotion, you feel the anger, you feel the sadness, you feel the love. Like, I feel like you feel that. <laughs> You, you feel the love tonight? Yep. <laughs> can can you feel it tonight, Courtney? No. Um, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I feel like you feel those things more in that part of the movie than you do at the beginning. And, I mean, like, they don't add, I don't know, I don't think they necessarily add more 
emotion, like facial emotions to the animals as they get bigger, I think it could be either the acting, not that the kids didn't do good, but that's the only big difference I can see between them. Also, young Simba as a baby is adorable. (laughs) Like, everybody's going to want to go out and get a little baby lion cub because he's cute. Uh, I think that you might be right about the actors. Um, I really enjoyed young Simba and Nala. I thought Mm -hmm. they did a really good job. Yes. I, I honestly think that not emoting, like this is the biggest complaint I've seen online. The, The reviews are looks great. Lions can't emote. And I think that even the thing that I was watching, it talked about like, because they were focusing so much on the live action and not allowing the animals to show, like, emotions that humans would. Like, you know, despair when Mufasa is dying or, like, pure happiness. And yeah. having, like, the eyebrows. And even, like, their eyes are different. Well, I, I still think, I mean, we there have been plenty of movies that have animals that look real but emote. No, I mean, like, I know that. I know that it, that there's something missing there yeah. that's preventing it. I'm not saying it's eyebrows or that, like, you don't see the whites of their eyes because lions don't have that. Yeah, I, I, I just think that that's a major problem throughout this whole movie, specifically at the end with the showdown with Scar and when so. Mufasa dies. Mufasa, yeah. It, it, it killed Again. it for me. That four-year-old at the end of the aisle. Yeah. I mean, it it looked... He felt it. It looked unfinished to me. (laughs) Like, it didn't feel like it was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, But anyway, that is definitely one of the reasons it it felt soulless. I don't know. I think the other reason is maybe it wasn't... It didn't have enough time to breathe at the beginning. Maybe Mm. because of that timing thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah. But I think as it goes on, it gets better. But for the song specifically... um, I kind of have the same issue. Like the earlier songs don't do it as much for me, but as it gets farther, I think that they get better um, mm-hmm. and I enjoy them more, um, even when they're different from the original. Yeah. Um, and you you mentioned some of the changes that they made, mm-hmm. and I have some thoughts on those. Okay. And what they ended up doing with the characters, specifically the characters that stand out to me in this version versus the characters that stand out to me in the original. Okay. So <clears throat> when I was a young warthog, no, when I was a young <laughs> child um, and I watched this movie, my favorite characters were Rafiki, mm. the hyenas, mm. and Scar. Really? I, well, maybe not favorite, but at least most memorable. Wow. Um, and Antimony. I don't. I don't feel like your your three are the three that people think of, and it might not be. Because, like, when I think of the Lion King in my three, it's definitely Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. So, uh, maybe, maybe I should clarify. Maybe it's not the ones I think about so much as the ones I thought were cool, the ones that stood out to me. Plus, I like the evil plus Timon and Pumbaa. Rafiki's not evil, and neither is Timon and Pumbaa. Okay. So those... The other two are. However many characters, seven characters or so, um, I really liked. Mm -hmm. I I liked how the hyenas were hilarious. I really liked Scar and his kind of calculated evil. Mm -hmm. Rafiki was cool because he was like the shaman-y type character. (laughs) Um, 
And then, you know, Timon and Pumbaa, everybody loves him. Right. But in this version, several of those characters I just do not care about anymore. You already talked about the hyenas. I don't care about the hyenas. I absolutely do not care about the hyenas in this movie. I don't think they're funny. They're I not. don't think they're menacing. Except for that one. <laughs> Even the dumb one is not very funny. <laughs> um, I, I don't think they're menacing. I think they really missed out on a chance. When I heard they cast Keegan-Michael Key as one of the hyenas, I was like, that's genius. This is going to be hilarious. But they, yeah, they didn't use him no. for that like, at all. Why would you cast him? As a hyena. Because he's trying to get in and everything. And not let him do his thing. He was in Toy thing. Story. <laughs> he was in The but Lion King. But he was King. funny in Toy Story. I just feel like he's hopping Disney movies. He, uh, I just, the hyenas really made me sad because. You know what? He needed to remember who he was. <sighs> no, no, they need to let him remember who he is. <laughs> um, th- that really disappointed me because I really, really liked the hyenas in the original mm-hmm. because they're funny and because they're dumb. And they took that away here. And as I said, they're not menacing either. So why mm-hmm. change it? Um, Rafiki, I feel like, is the shaft in this movie. Like, he's barely in this thing. You ready to hear my biggest disappointment of the movie? Because you're going to laugh. Is it the tail? No, it is not that his tail is shorter. I don't care about that. It's the staff. Yes. Yep. He doesn't have his staff until the very end of the movie, and then he barely uses it. And he doesn't even use it as a staff. It's like a a war stick. (gasps) Yeah. Like, he shows up to get Simba at the very beginning in the circle of life. And at some point, I do want to talk about the realism, like, give more details and stuff. Yeah. So I won't hit it all right here. But, like, he shows up at Pride Rock. He's going to dedicate Simba. And I'm like, where's his staff? That is the first thing I, th- I thought of when I saw him. I'm like, why doesn't he have his stick? Yep. Like, why doesn't he have it? And then when it shows up, I'm like, well, finally. And then it's not even used well. Yeah. Biggest disappointment of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, not only that, but he's not in this movie very much. And I no. I know he's not in the original a lot either. But yeah. it feels like they really cut him down in this one to, like, the beginning the end, which I don't even remember him being at the end in the original, and then the scene bit. where he shows Simba Mufasa. Yeah. And they those are all very short in this version. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them being that short in the original. Um, so he got the he got the major shaft. And honestly, going back to the realism thing, I'm sure that they did it because a monkey's not going to be carrying around a stick like that. But if that's the case, why'd they bring it out at all during the end? Doesn't make any sense. He's like, hello, old friend. You know why he says hello, old friend? Because we were all wondering where the staff was. Yep. Um, so that was sad to me because he wasn't focused on. And then, um, not that he was like one of my favorites, but I feel like Zazu, um, mm. he's okay in this, but he's not like... His best line is when he's fighting and he's like, for king and country! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like he's kind of funny when he's... But he doesn't get to sing. Getting hurt. <laughs> he doesn't get to sing his coconut song. I don't even remember that song. So when he when Scar takes over, he has Zazu trapped in a cage. He isn't freely roaming around like mm. he is in the live action. And so he ha- Scar has him sing for him. And so he starts to sing It's a Small World After All, which is a reference for Disney. Right. And he's like, no, not that. 
So then he sings the coconut song. He's got, I got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Dee, dee, dee. You know, the thing I was singing when I came in here? Oh. <laughs> and you kept looking at me like I was a weirdo? Yeah. That song. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's what he's singing when he's trapped in his cage. Okay. All right. You You're you were talking about your... So all those, I feel like... You didn't really talk about Timon and Pumbaa. Well, hold on. I'm okay. getting to it. Okay. I'm getting to it. All those characters are ones that I feel like got the shafts that that's fair that were more enjoyable in the original and are now I don't really even care about. I I, I can understand that. I feel like the hyenas really lost. Like I don't care that they're not dumb, but I feel like they did bring really good comedic relief yeah, to right. it, and I I kind of. Feel like like if you're gonna make them evil, make them more evil. Yeah, like make them menacing. Right. But they they didn't do that. Yeah. Um. All right. On the flip side of that, the the flop. The, the the best <laughs> parts of this movie for me are anytime Scar is around, and anytime Timon and Pumbaa are around. Chiwetel Ifeofor as Scar is phenomenal. I have always loved Scar's voice in the original, and in the last couple of years, I found out that it was um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, which I didn't know for the longest time. Thank you. You're um, welcome. And Jeremy Irons just has a fantastic voice. He does. I didn't think anybody could replicate that, but I feel like Chiwetel does here a fantastic job, mm-hmm. not only kind of paying homage to that, but kind mm-hmm. of making it his own while mm-hmm. it still feels the same. Mm-hmm. But man, does he feel evil? Does he seem like he knows what's going on? I really like his acting here for Scar. I agree. And my question is, do you like how Scar looks? Because I know that was one of your big things for a while, you're like, Scar isn't going to look any different because he's the same color as all yeah. the other lions, and you're not going to be able to tell the difference in him. But man, he looks like he has been scarred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will I will say watching it, it was a lot easier to see the difference. Yeah, he's I, the mangy looking one. Yeah, right? I think, <laughs> I think when they did the posters and it was just the front of them, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But seeing him from the side and everything, like, it, it was not an issue... With for me to keep up with the characters in this movie, mm-hmm. except for the lionesses, I think they're a little bit harder to keep track of. Yeah, because there's not really distinct differences for them. Yeah, there's there's small ones on the face. Yeah, and I could kind of guess, mm-hmm. but um, otherwise, yeah. But all, all the other characters, um, I didn't have an issue with. Um, and then Timon and Pumbaa, obviously. They're hilarious. I didn't realize mm-hmm. Seth Rogen voiced Pumbaa until after the fact. Really? Yeah. I I just didn't pick it out. I, I'm pretty sure I sat there thinking, this voice sounds familiar. <laughs> it must sound like the original Pumbaa. <laughs> well, you told me who Timon was before we went, so I just assumed you knew who Pumbaa was. No, I, di- I didn't know. Um, oh, man. So I, I thought they were really great. I think mm-hmm. that Pumbaa is pretty similar to his original. I think that Timon is a bit different. Yeah. Um, but they still feel like Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. Yeah, and and they they were funny. I mean, oh yeah, they were really funny. Can we name him Fred? <laughs> I liked that they were allowed to improv some. Yes, because that was all them, not like that wasn't written out. Okay, can we name I, him Fred? <laughs> see, I, I wondered if some of those things were like yeah. 
anytime they make reference to the original things like, mm-hmm. oh, like when they start saying Hakuna Matata or whatever, and they're like, right. oh, yeah, people normally cheer more. Yeah, in fact, uh, one of the, the, the thing I was watching talked about how, like, for the new movie, they were like, well, at this point, everyone knows what the Lion King is, and you know what Hakuna Matata is. And so, like, that's why they allowed them to be like, we normally get an applause for this, <laughs> because, like, everyone knows it. And yeah. so to meet, to meet someone that doesn't know it is, you know, this big deal. Yeah, which I really liked. In fact, mm-hmm. I think one of the best parts of this movie is when they switch up things like that, uh-huh. like expected things. Not the switch-ups they did with the characters that are, like, that don't subvert your expectations. They're just Mm -hmm. dumb. But, like, during the songs, like, in the original when Pumbaa gets cut off and he doesn't cut him off. Not in front of the kids. (laughs) You're you're not going to cut him off. Or or when they're... He's like, are you not going to stop me or something like that? Like, like when they're making reference to the original in a funny way, Mm -hmm. I think... That is much needed here. Yeah. And it really brings a lot of levity and Mm -hmm. fun to the movie on the second half. Yeah. Uh, And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I would agree. I do too. I think they they bring really good comic relief. And I will share now my favorite part of the entire movie. (laughs) And you're going to think it's funny. Just like you think that the staff is funny. That that's what upset me. This is what I think is probably one of the best parts. And it connects to the realism of... These, this movie. And so, um, the scene where Timon and Pumbaa find Simba in the desert and Timon's checking him out and he raises his lip and he can see his teeth and the way he like jumps up with his tail sticking straight up, that's so perfect. Because that (laughs) is exactly what meerkats do. It's like so adorable and cute. It's like, ah. I love it. That, You're right. That is my favorite. Well, I do think that's funny. It's one of my favorite parts. Every time I saw it, like when I saw it last week, when I saw the little preview of that scene, I was like, that is amazing. Because for a long time, Animal Planet had this meerkat show. It was like Meerkat Manor. Yeah. And they had like cameras set up and you could watch them and realize, and that's how they would react. And it's so cute. <laughs> it's <was> so real. <laughs> Yeah. That's one of the best parts. Okay. Okay. I I mean, okay. <laughs> Just saying. So, like, it was funny. While we were watching the movie, I had, like, that one disappointing time. Like, the, he didn't have his staff. Rafiki didn't have his staff. And then it comes to probably one of my favorite scenes in the original animated. And I'm like, if they don't have this scene... I'm going to be disappointed. Like, it will have ruined it because I need that scene. And it's the scene where they're going to use Timon and Pumbaa as live bait mm-hmm. to get back into Pride Rock. And Timon and Pumbaa dress up and do a luau. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. And so, like, they don't dress up to do a luau. And it's okay. I wasn't as disappointed as I thought I would be. They made it up to me. Timon started singing Lumiere's Be Our Guest with the perfect opening in his French accent and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll take that. It's not it's not my luau, but I will take Be Our Guest. I'll take it. It's good. From um, Beauty and the Beast, for yes. those of you that don't, don't know. Um, if you don't know, you need to know. I don't know if they can hear that. If you don't know. 
no, you need to know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that that was funny. I know you leaned over yeah. to me and were like, this is from the thing. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. We'll see. Maybe you were one of the people that didn't know. Um, and then, like, I, th- I thought the ending, uh, the ending felt epic. Mm-hmm. It was a little weird. I don't know. I don't really know how to put into words what I'm thinking, but like in the original, and it was probably because I was a child, to be honest, it felt more real the way they were fighting versus two lions just kind of jumping up and hugging each other in this fake live action version. A little bit of that, I was like, I mean, that's probably how they would do it, but it it doesn't feel as threatening sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels more threatening when they just kind of slash at each other mm-hmm. or bite each other. Mm-hmm. But th- yeah, that's not really a complaint. It's just a thing. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, But yeah, that's that's kind of mostly what I had to talk about with this movie. Um, I, I think it's an interesting way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think Aladdin took the route of let's remake the original exactly mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and it worked really well. And I think this one took a similar route, but because of the restrictions they put on themselves. See, I feel like Aladdin was not as beat by beat as this one is. It, it wasn't as beat by beat, but I feel like in terms of spirit mm-hmm. and tone and fun, they, all, they very much tried to keep all those things. And I feel like they tried to remove some of that from this one. Mm. I will say, like, there were some moments that I did enjoy. Um, I did like when Simba was talking about the circle of life and Timon and Pumbaa are like, no, it's like a chain, like a line. Yeah. Um, I thought that one was pretty funny. Also, I think it's a little weird. I didn't really care for them. Not that it hurt having them there, but I preferred Timon and Pumbaa living on their own and not having these random animals living with them Mm. in the same area. I mean, it makes sense that there are other animals that live there, but in the animated, they don't have all these extra friends. However, I did like having the extra friends there when Simba's walking in. He's like, I'm starving. He's like, got any zebra or an antelope? And like they and these animals are like, oh no. <laughs> that was funny. It was good having them there for that. But yeah. Um, yeah, Rafiki isn't in there as much as I would have liked him to to have been. Also, there were moments where like he's mumbling and it's kind of hard to understand what he's saying. Well, I think he's also speaking in um, and I think it's true in the original as well. He speaks in some African language. And that makes sense. I feel like you notice it more in this than you do in the animated. Yeah, Maybe it's, that's it's, just it's hard to hear him sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, some of the big differences, um, like when, you know, Simba goes to see Mufasa um, in the sky, like, he's not a mm. shadowy figure thing. It's kind of he's there. Just, in in the yeah there, he's there in, in the, the clouds. animated he's like really there yeah yeah but there there is right. a shape in this one right yeah but um all those p- moments are really nice I feel like um I did like the part is a little random but I think it was a nice touch um 
In the animated, Rafiki finds out that he's alive, um, the Simba's alive in a different way. In the live action, it's his tuft of hair that, like, travels, or tuft of fur from his mane that travels forever away. But it really shows, like, the circle of life. How, like, all these pieces come together to make that circle. Right. And the symbolism. How does he find out in the original? Um, it, you know, I watched it earlier. Well, I haven't gotten to that part. But I watched a thing on it earlier, and honestly, I can't remember the exact thing. I think, like, what is it? Something doesn't. Which, is, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, But one of the things, bringing back those little ants from the beginning of the movie, they're, um, they're the ants that deliver the tough of fur. Mmm. Um... So, like I said earlier, you know, they really focused on, like, things that are actually in Africa, animals, even down to, like, the fruit. Like, at the beginning of the movie, when Rafiki is placing the symbol and, like, dedicating Simba, mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, in the in the original, he opens up a fruit. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, that fruit is actually white on the inside and doesn't produce a red juice. Mm-hmm. And so... To be more realistic, they used a red root that would create a red powder uh, to put the symbol on his forehead because it's actually, like, accurate in color and right. stuff like that. Um, so, there's a little things like that that are kind of cool, I think. Yeah. Um, the Just Can't Wait to Be King, that's very different as far as, like, looks. There's no, like, towering you know, thing of animals as they're singing. Right. For the kids to get away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, more, it's more cartoon stuff. Right. Yeah, like, all those moments are kind of taken out. Um, But I didn't realize... But I mean, it makes sense. Some of the animals that are in the animated scene of that are not actually native to... Sorry. Are not actually native to Africa. And so, like, they took those animals out. So you wouldn't see them. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. You were just talking about interesting things. <laughs> That's right, I am. All interesting. To some. Any other questions? No, I, I thought you were just going through the differences. Is that all you got? I mean, there are a lot more differences. I don't know if I need to go through every single no, one. No, no, you don't, you don't have to. Um, I haven't thought of any other things that, like, stand out... Or that I had, like, stored to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I did want to talk briefly, and we've kind of touched on this for some of the characters, the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we, we talked about James Earl Jones earlier. Well, you mentioned him. We mentioned him. I'm glad he's here. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad he's here. I'm a little sad, and I think I said this about a different movie that he was in. Over the last year, I don't remember what it is. His voice doesn't sound the same. Well, he is older. He, he's a lot older, and that's why it's kind of sad. It's not that it sounds different that's sad. It's that it's not as booming. He doesn't have that deep, not growl, but mm-hmm. the, the the bass in his yeah. voice that he used to, mm-hmm. that you so much associate with Mufasa. Right. Um, so the it, king. Right. So it still sounds like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of missed that a little bit. 
I will say, talking about, like, Simba's parents, I, I do agree with that. But I am really happy that he's in the, he's in this movie because I, I still think like, I don't know if anyone else could play Mufasa. I Granted, mean, a lot of people thought that for other characters. Um, Simba's mom, Sarabi, in the animated, I always thought her voice was weird. It's like this weird, deep voice that is almost more manly than womanly or female. I don't know. It's a weird voice. I feel like who they got to play her in this one, like, did a lot better. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Alfre Woodard. Right. She's in a lot of stuff. Very famous. Mm -hmm. um, How to to Get Away with Murder. I think that's her. Yep. Um, She's also in Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. She plays... um, She's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff, but she's yeah. really good. I agree. I think everybody that they got are good actors and actresses. Um, I I will say while most of the perform- performances were good, no, or let me let me rephrase that. All of the performances themselves are good. It's some of the direction that I don't like, mm-hmm. and most of that comes down to the differences we talked about earlier, like the hyenas. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And overall, I wish that the voices. This is going to be funny, like funny way of saying it. Mm-hmm. I wish they were more animated. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Like, because a lot of them are flat. Like, they talk just kind of like this, you know, really plain, yeah. not a lot, a whole lot of inflection. Bringing like, in that emotion. Like regular people would talk. But typically in animation, you exaggerate your voice mm-hmm. so it comes through. Mm-hmm. And I know this is quote unquote live action, but it's animation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that could have helped sell a lot of scenes more. Mm-hmm. I think that Donald Glover does it to a higher extent. I think that Chiwetel Ifilfor, uh does that um, to an extent. He doesn't have to do it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I, I think Seth Rogen and Billy mm-hmm. Eichner do it for Timon and Pumbaa. Just because those are comic relief characters and that, that's kind of what you do. Right. Um, but I would have liked to see it more from some of the other more serious characters. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much all I've got for this one, Courtney. Do you have anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. Um, should you see this? If you're a Disney fan, go see it. Like, yeah. Period. Unless you hate the original, this is not going to change your mind, I don't think. <laughs> um. It l- also, how could you hate the Lion King? Um, there's a certain someone that yeah. I, I know of that doesn't like it. It's true. Um, but are uh, we thinking the same person? I don't know. We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. Um, but there are people out there that don't like it. Um, y'all are a little weird. <laughs> uh, it it's a it's a. Good movie. It's not a great movie. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to remember this. Um, I mean, I, I'd probably say the same things about Aladdin. I I really enjoyed Aladdin, but I'm not going to remember it ten years from now. Yeah, you know, people are just going to remember. Oh yeah, wait a minute. Remember when Disney decided to remake all their old movies as live action? Yep. Wasn't that weird? Um, this is yep. going to fall into that. This is not of the caliber of the original. Right. It's an interesting experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a good tech demo, but <laughs> I don't. I don't ever need to. Man, s- some of that's 
stuff looks real. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever need to see this again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, go see it if you're thinking about it at all. Um, just know that the lions can't emote. <laughs> okay. What about you? Um, similar to how you feel. Um, but I will probably see it more than you will. Okay. That's just because it's me. Yeah. And I like Disney. All right. Well, there you go. Um, as for how you could see it, however you want. You could, you could theater yeah. it. You could Redbox it. You could Netflix it. Well, I guess it won't be Netflix. You could Disney Plus it. That's right. <laughs> um, what, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, Courtney, mm-hmm. thank you for joining me. Yes. Oh, wait. Did this change any of your feelings towards, like, live action? Like, was this better than The Jungle Book? This was better than The Jungle Book, but my opinion is still don't do it. Okay. Because, I, actually, I didn't have that opinion before. I enjoyed Aladdin. Uh-huh. I didn't like Jungle Book. Okay. And so this one has made me actually decide, don't do it. And unless you're going to do something truly different, which they're doing with Mulan, um, and I feel like Aladdin sort of kind of falls into that. It's mm-hmm. the same, but it's not a slave to the original, mm-hmm. but it's also not so different that it's completely something else. Yeah. I think that's the, the line you have to straddle is far enough away from the original that it's not exactly the same thing. Not too far that it's something completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if they do that, cool. But honestly, that's such a hard balance to hit. I I think that don't do them. Um, well, let me tell you, you got a lot more coming. Do I? I know they're doing Mulan. And the I know they're doing Mermaid, Little Mermaid. And I think they're... I thought I saw something for like 101 Dalmatians or... They've already done that, though. I don't know. I thought I... I don't know. There was a bunch of characters on a thing. And it was like the next live action Disney movie. It's- hmm. Well, I need to go find that. Little Mermaid would be interesting to see just to see how it compares to Aquaman <laughs> because it's underwater. There's not that many Oh. There's there's not that many fully underwater movies. Gotcha. Aquaman was like the first, which is why I'm saying Gotcha. You know. Disney don't fail me. Yeah. So Cuz it's my favorite. Anyway, well, Mulan's one of mine, and I don't know, I know how I feel about it, so. You know, when you when we watched the trailer the other day at the house for Mulan, I was like a little disappointed. Then seeing it at the movie theater, I was like, oh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be better than you think. I I had the same reaction to it in the movie theater, I will mm-hmm. say. Um, I, I think that part of my trepidation was there were some rumors going around about what's not going to be in it. And some of those I think are true. Some of them I don't know if they're true. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure they said the Huns aren't going to be in it. And it really looks like the Huns mm-hmm. in the trailers. And if they're not the Huns, they're basically the same thing. So right. Whatever. That's fine. But um, no dragon. Um, no Mushu? No Mushu. That's, Wh- what? That, I'm telling you. That's, that's part of why I'm like, uh, I don't know. No Mushu. Rumor says they're replacing it with a phoenix because that's Chinese. The hawk, you mean? No. A, she definitely a had a falcon hawk thing. No, that was that was the hun. Oh. Um but Are dragons not Chinese? They're sacred. It's different. 
the things I have read, I don't know if they're true. The things I have read are that Disney are really pushing for this to be a hit in China specifically. Mm. So they're making a lot of changes to cater to that market, which which is fine if that's what they want to do, but... There's more in the world than just one country. China's a very big market, though. Don't forget us. We love Mushu. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I mean, I will reserve judgment till I see it. Um, There was enough other stuff that is familiar to the original. I'm so disappointed about Mushu right now. I know. But also, um, have you ever thought about his name? Because that's kind of funny. No. Mushu. Isn't that a type of food? Not that I know of. Okay. Maybe not. But I'm not Chinese. I'm not either. So, I don't know. But anyway, Courtney, thank you for joining me for The Lion King. Yes. Uh, And this first half of the episode... Do not go anywhere because uh, in just a moment, I am going to teleport over to Jacob so we can talk about Comic-Con and all the wonderful things that uh, was revealed this past weekend for Comic-Con 2019, including Marvel's lineup of Phase 4 movies. So we will dig into that in just a moment. Stay tuned. (laughs) (sighs) 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 Jacob, you there? I am here, Caleb, but why do you have eight fingers on one hand and only two on the other? I, uh, it's my first time teleporting. I didn't know what I was doing. Ah, uh, okay. Just give it a few minutes. It'll come back to you. Wait, wait. Are you saying my fingers are just going to fall off? No, they'll just, they'll switch. Basically, you're in a temporal loop right now. It's just, you, 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 gotta, you gotta give it time to correct itself. Are you saying I can travel through time? Caleb, what I'm saying is... Alright, hold on, I'll be right back. (laughs) You'd be really good at video games now with eight fingers on one hand. Like, your shooting would be fantastic. Jacob, Jacob, we have to stop the release of the new DC movies. I know this makes no (laughs) sense, but the world will end if we don't stop that release. (laughs) Hmm. I've seen the future. Mm, so have I. Back to Future 1, 2, and 3. They were fantastic. <sighs> they told me this would happen. They told me no one would believe me. Caleb, see, if I knew you were from the future, then you would just create a giant loop because that's not actually how time travel works. You don't know how time travel works. You've never time traveled. Or have I? <gasps> Hello, son. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hello. What a way to start the second half. Man, that was, that was fantastic. This is going to be a really odd transition for everybody that's been listening. Because I recorded with Courtney yesterday. <laughs> So this is just like starting a brand new episode for me. It feels so strange to them, yet so natural for us. (laughs) All right. Uh, So now we are going to get into the Comic-Con side of things. We're recording this on Monday, so Comic-Con has wrapped up. I am going to go ahead and mention now, we're not going to do an exhaustive list of everything that happened at Comic-Con. We're going to do kind of the big stuff 
and the stuff that interests us. Um, obviously, including Marvel's Phase 4 slate that they announced, as well as DC stuff and some other stuff here and there. Uh, and we're just kind of going to go back and forth and, and talk our way through it. So, Jacob, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right, so... I obviously did not get to go to Comic-Con, never have been, and hopefully I'll get to go, but who knows these days. Uh, but So I, I, you know, like most people, just following it online. Um, and the first thing I saw to come out of Comic-Con this year was the Star Trek Picard trailer. Actually, that might have been the second thing. But that's the first thing on my list. Ah, uh, okay. Did you check this out at all? Uh, I did not. Uh, like I've said before, I'm not super interested in the Star Trek. However, I will watch the trailer. I just didn't see it. So I remember we talked last week about the streaming services and how all that's going. Um, and I mentioned we have YouTube TV. We finally canceled it. It's gone. Goodbye. I think we've got it for like another two weeks or something. Um, and in its place, I got CBS All Access so that I could watch all of Star Trek Discovery because I really liked it. And um, Courtney wanted to watch it because she hadn't seen it yet. So we watched the first three episodes over the weekend. Um, so I'm getting into Star Trek. But anyway, um, I don't really know anything about The Next Generation. I think I saw some of the movies when I was a wee lad. But um, I don't know. This looked interesting. It reminded me a lot of Logan because you've got old Patrick Stewart <laughs> and there's a kid he's trying to protect. And it's like him coming back into the fold after a long time. So that's just interesting. But I think this looks really cool for Trekkies out there. I think they'll find it really interesting. Um, it looks cinematic, which is nice. So I'm really curious how this is going to play out. I will probably watch it. However, I don't have much to add on because I did not see this. <laughs> um, also, Jacob, by the way, uh, I've got my list. I know you've got some on yours. If Indeed. you just want to jump in after we're done with a topic and we can kind of go back and forth, um, just, you know, as you see fit, good sir. Okay. okay. I will make sure to cut you off in the middle of what you're saying. To Fantastic. That's how we do it here at Cosmo Nuts. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next thing that I saw, which actually I think was the very first thing that I saw, is something that I've been looking forward to for a while, uh, is the trailer for The Witcher, the very first trailer. That is the very first thing on my list, actually. Yeah, what did you think of this, Jacob? Um, so I thought this was interesting. Uh, starting out, uh, when, when it first, first thoughts, as soon as the trailer comes up, I was like, you know, this, this looks good. It, it, do, it doesn't look cheesy. Um, you know, the makeup seems very good. Uh, Henry Cavill does look like the Witcher, um, Geralt. Um, however, I, I don't know. The, the, the story seems a little weird. And maybe that's just because I'm coming from the games and this is not based off the games. It's based off the books. Wait, have you played the um, games? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, I have The Witcher 3. I love The Witcher. I feel like we've had this conversation. Mm, maybe, but you've time traveled. So maybe, you know, you forgot <sighs> a little bit. I'm my younger self. Indeed. <laughs> no, but... uh. Yeah, I, I've played it. I really, really like it. In fact, I want to get back into the game. I never beat it. It's just such a long game. Um, however, it's a really good game. So watching this, it seemed a little weird. Uh, they didn't take it the way that I thought they might take it after hearing it was going to be based off the books. However, I'm excited 
but I'm trying to keep myself from getting too excited. Okay, so I'm coming at this from a very strange place. Um, I don't really know The Witcher. I started the first book. I don't know if I talked about that last week. I don't think I'd started it yet, but I started the first book in the series this past week. Um, and I've read about 30 or 40 pages of it. Um, and I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, that's pretty much all I know. I've never played the games, except, and I was going to talk about this at the end, which I still probably will a bit, but to mention here, I did start The Witcher 3, also over the weekend. <laughs> um, nice. I put in, I don't know, six or seven hours over the weekend. Um, so I'm brand new to this. And so I have very little reference when watching the trailer, but I really, really liked the trailer. I will say that it definitely gives off a Game of Thrones vibe. Like mm -hmm. it's got that production quality and it looks really good. There were a couple shots here and there that I don't know if it was the cinematography. I seem to remember there being like blurring on the edges of the screen or something. Something was weird with it. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was just me. Overall, though, it looked really good. I think that Henry Cavill looks fantastic as, um, which I found, it's not, I think I've told you wrong. It's not Geralt, it's uh, Geralt is actually how you yeah, pronounce it. I just, I'm not very good at pronouncing it, so I should say Geralt. Anyways. Well, I've been saying Geralt for a while because I didn't know, but having played the game now, it's definitely Geralt. Yeah, I just, I just can't, I can't say that very well. Sure. Um. But anyway, like it's, I, I, I okay, obviously he looks a lot better than he did in that initial costume test. Mm -hmm. um, thank goodness. But I also think he sounds like the Witcher. I don't know what he's doing to his voice, but he's got that really low kind of dry, raspy voice that the Witcher yes. has, which I was really impressed with. No, yeah, I agree. Um, the one weird shot in the trailer, uh, that I thought was when they showed his eyes and mm -hmm. his eyes kind of look uh, like he was demonic, mm -hmm. you know, something seemed a little weird. There's a, there's something in the game you'll get to that. I, it's, I wonder if they're trying to do, and it just seems a little weird. So um, in the book, and this is what I think you're talking about, uh, the witchers have potions that they can drink, which, increases their physicality, their senses, whatever, what have you. Um, and he's already drank one in the book, and I think it turned his face like blue, pale blue or something. So I'm assuming this is the result of a potion that has changed his eyes. Maybe the one that lets him see in the dark. <clears throat> maybe. May maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it. But like you said, I definitely think he looks good. And he does uh, sound like the Witcher. You really right. It's really cool. Um in, in fact, Coy, you know, Courtney's brother, made uh, this statement that he thinks if this fall season goes well, this could easily be the next big um, big show, you know, the next Game of Thrones, because mm -hmm. they have so many stories to pull from. Um, you know, The Witcher has such a um, huge background, and there's tons and tons and tons of books they can pull from. And with Netflix's um, quality of those shows, I think that this could easily... Um, bring over fans from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've thought that for a while. Um, and it was interesting playing the game. Well, I, well, I guess I could say that now. Playing the game, I realized part of it is just supernatural, but fantasy. Because mm -hmm. like, I went into this area and I had to fight this ghost lady by a well. And I had to yep. burn the bones and everything. And it's like, this is, this is supernatural, the TV show, but fantasy. So 
Uh, I think it's approachable for a lot of people, even though it's still fantasy. Um, and I definitely think it could be the next big thing. I'm curious to see if it will be, uh, especially because I read that this first season is adapting the first book, mm-hmm. um, which most people are confused about because it was translated really late uh, compared to the other books, but it's chronologically the first book. And I think it was either the first or second book ever published because they were originally written in Polish. Um, the author's uh, Polish. Gotcha. So anyway, yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, speaking of really cool trailers um, dropping, I can't remember. This one might have actually leaked uh, before Comic-Con, um, but maybe not. We got the first trailer for Watchmen. Oh, yeah. So it's not actually the first trailer. There's been other small trailers, but this was like the well, first. Sorry, I, I consider the other one like teasers more. Okay. I he- felt like this was the first full-length trailer that we yes. got. Yes, that's true. Did you like it? What did you think? You know, on this, I don't really know what I think. I don't know a lot about Watchmen. Um, I've never read any of their material. However, I have seen the movie. Um, this is not what I expected. It it looks interesting. Um, but at the same time, it just, it's kind of weird. You know, like I... I don't know. The The quality looks decent. Um, and the story kind of looks intriguing. I just, I don't know. It, I think it's just because it's so different from anything else that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just that I was expecting something different that it kind of took me by surprise. I'm definitely going to probably watch it. But, I, I mean, I, I liked the trailer. It was just, it was it was kind of weird. What do you, what about you? Um, yeah, so I've seen all the other stuff they've put out. Um, the first time I saw anything for this, I had your reaction. I was kind of taken aback. I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, but having adjusted to that since, this didn't bother me. In fact, I really liked this trailer. I thought it was really good. It clarified that this is a sequel and not a prequel or some side other thing. The question of whether or not it's... Did it? it did, yeah. Because they, they kind of refer to things that happened um, in the original. And what I was going to say is, it's still kind of up in the air whether this is the mo- based on the movie or based on the comic. From what I've heard from people, it's leaning more towards the comic than the movie. But I don't know if we'll really know until it comes out. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Also, another trailer that dropped, Westworld Season 3. Yes, and I am very upset because I was doing a little bit of research before our podcast started, you know, just to make sure I was in the now, in the loop, in the, you know, being hip. And (laughs) just to make sure, you know, I wasn't missing anything huge. And somehow I have missed this trailer. I haven't seen this trailer. I didn't see any news about it on my sources that I typically go to. I didn't see anything. And I'm very upset because I want to watch it. But then I remembered... I can't watch it because I haven't finished Westworld. Oh, no. I still have, I think, like three or four episodes. Of season two? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, it's really hard to talk about this then. <laughs> no, you go ahead and talk about I, um, I've heard of spoilers, so, and I'm pretty sure I know where it's going. I, I might actually only have two episodes left. Well, you go so, ahead and talk about it. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Um, I will say that... This is the second trailer they released. The first one featured almost no one from the first two seasons that we'd seen. It pretty much focused on Aaron Paul's character, 
um, in season three. He's a new character. And this trailer actually brought in the characters that we know. Um, and it's really interesting. It looks like some time has passed since the end of season two. I don't know how much time. It could be something like two years. It could be something like seven or eight. Um, it's kind of hard to tell. It looks to be very different from the first two seasons. In fact, uh, I read an interview and the showrunner said this season's going to be much more straightforward. Uh, season one, r- really season one and season two both have kind of like narrative plot device twists things uh, that happen that audiences aren't expecting. And season three is not going to kind of lean on that as a device, which is interesting seeing as that's the thing. Um, so I'm curious to see how the show is going to transform and reinvent itself for this. I feel like season one and two, even though they felt different, they still felt like one show. Three looks like something completely different. So I don't know if this is going to be a show that continually reinvents itself each season or if it's going to go through phases like season one and season two were kind of a thing. Season three, four and five are kind of a thing and so on and so forth. Or if it's just going to be a free-for-all. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how that plays out. What, uh, what time period is it? Um, their modern day? Okay. Whatever modern day is in the Westworld world. Because I, I don't think it's 2019. So, wait. So it's not like season one and two where they went back to the past. No, it doesn't look to be that way for the most part. There, There is some stuff in there with that. Uh, and I'm trying to remember what time period it was. Um, and I don't. I remember thinking it was something I was not expecting. But that that seems to be taking a back seat for this season. Man, that's one of the things I really, really like. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. I I may, after we're done recording and after I go to the gym, I might come home and just try to squeeze those last two episodes out. And then uh, go watch this trailer. Yeah, if you've only got two left, you could totally do that. It'd be an easy watch. It might be three and it could be four. But I, it's been so long. I don't remember which episode I was on. I remember the last big thing that I saw. I don't want to say it. I mean, it's been long enough. What was the last big thing? Okay. Um, okay, so I remember how all, like, the robots or whatever they are went crazy. And then some of them, like, got into the lab, like, of Westworld, you know. And they're walking around and, and the, the, the black lady that used to be, like, a hooker, you know. Mm-hmm. She, like, betrayed that guy and she, like, escaped. Um, okay. Maybe she came back. She so everything have... you've just described is season one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then... Are you sure? Positive. That's the finale. Oof. Oh, no, no, no. Season two, the um, the whole like security army comes and tries to start cleaning up, yep. right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I remember them coming in and I remember the, oh, 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 the guy, the scientist found out he was actually a robot. Okay. That's in season two, right? Uh, 
I think that's in season one. Oh man. Okay. I don't really know where I'm at then. I don't know if that was season two. <laughs> I, I I've seen a lot since then. I can't like that's that's the last big thing I remember seeing. I was like I was like whoa he's a robot. But I know I watched at least two episodes past that. Okay. At least. Man, that upsets me. Yeah. Anyways, I'm excited for season three, even though I haven't finished season two. Um, does it look like season three is a season where you would have to see the past seasons in order to understand it? It's really hard to tell from the trailer. My bet is going to be yes, because this is a cerebral series that builds on itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't really think that trying to go in without seeing the first two seasons would be a good idea. Okay. Um, well, is that all you had on that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, moving on to trailers, um, we got the trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yes, I saw this. Um, I know everybody's going to hang their head and scream at me. I've never seen the original Top Gun. You know, Caleb, neither have I. (laughs) Yeah, so I saw this and I was like, I mean, it looks good, I guess. I'm sure this is super nostalgic for... 90% 90% of the population. Unfortunately, I fall into that 10% that has never seen the original. Yeah, I, um, I'm i kind of with you. I've always heard it was a good movie, and I'm always like, yeah, you know, I'll watch that one day, and I just never have. Yeah, it's um, on my really long get-to-someday list. Yeah, me too. What else you got? Okay. Um, well, is that basically all you have before Marvel? Uh, I've got a couple other things. Um, there was some news for The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, I did not see that. I I don't keep up with The Walking Dead anymore. So a lot of this I didn't pay a lot of attention to. They did release a small, I mean, they called it a trailer. It's hardly a trailer for the uh, Rick Grimes movie, the first one. Mm, yeah. They did reveal that, that those are going to be l- released exclusively theatrically. Interesting. Which is really interesting. Um, I'm not caught up on Walking Dead because I don't watch it, but the trailer had a helicopter in it, which, do you still watch The Walking Dead? Um, I am about a season behind. Okay. Well, I won't, I won't spoil what I know then, but the helicopter has to do with Rick in the show. Um, <clears throat> yes. And so I guess it picks up with that or something. I don't know. Um Before Comic-Con, I think earlier this week, it could have been last week, uh, Robert Kirkman also announced that he was ending the comic, which was kind of a shock to everyone because um, that wasn't known. He wasn't even planning on it. So he's shutting that down. Um, I believe The Walking Dead has also been announced its final season, maybe. I might be making that up. Um, All right, that sounds right. But they're also doing a third Walking Dead show. That I think it's currently casting. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but that's a thing. Okay. Um, Speaking about trailers again, uh, the trailer that I was more excited for, that I know you probably weren't excited for, uh, was we got our second look at It Chapter 2. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. Yeah, I figured you didn't. Um, Caleb's not a a huge fan of scary movies. I, I will say, I could probably watch them. Um, what the thing I don't really like about scary movies is the jump scares. And as I understand it, it doesn't really have jump scares so much. 
Um, the majority, yes, is not a jump scare. Okay. However, there are a few sprinkled throughout. Hmm. Uh, I think you'd probably be okay for the most part, if that's really the only thing that gets you. Um, however, it chapter two kind of looks like there's going to be more jump scares. Um, it also looks to be more of a thriller. It's going to be a lot more suspenseful than the first one was, which mm-hmm. is saying something because the first one was very suspenseful. Um, but it's really cool. We got to see, um, you know, the returning characters and we got to see them, you know, as, as adults, which is really, really cool. Um, it looks really good. It looks like this will probably be the last it movie. They, they won't have a, a trilogy. They'll just stop at a sequel. However, um, I think that's a good thing. And the trailer makes it look super, super well done. I'm so excited. I'm probably going to go see it opening night so I get scared and don't sleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was really excited to see that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Going back to um, DC for a second. Well, um, I'm actually, were... I was going to do all DC together. Do you have anything else? Oh, sorry. I was loop. I was looping in Watchmen with DC. Oh, that's true. I forgot that was with DC. But it's okay. Like that's that's fine. Uh, that's it. All I have. All I have is Marvel. Oh, last thing. Um, this Comic Con was officially the Game of Thrones final appearance for the cast. Oh no! Yep. Um. So they won't be going to New York Comic Con or whatever they call it now that they got sued or whatever. Um. But yeah. So this was the final time that all of them, um, were gathered under the you know Game of Thrones name. So that was kind of sad for a lot of fans. A lot of my friends watched that show and they were kind of disappointed. Um. You know, because it was sad when it ended, but then when you realize, you know, this is the last time the cast is together, like, oh, that kind of, you know, that kind of sucks. That's more sad than the show ending, in my mind, actually. Yeah. I mean, that that that's like kind of the final nail in the coffin, you know? Yeah. So, that's kind of sad. Um, yeah, that, that's all I have other than Marvel and DC. All right, cool. So, we're going to save Marvel for last because, <laughs> I mean, it's Marvel. Come on. Um so we're going to jump into DC first. DC had a lot of stuff. I don't think I have everything that they did, uh, but I've got some of the stuff. There was a lot of information about all of their TV shows on CW. And honestly, I I don't really have anything for that except for their crossover that we're going to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. But do you have any other details that they talked about, Jacob? Um, No, you said there was a lot of stuff from DC. I didn't think there was actually. Yeah, there, there, um, there's quite a few things. WB um, normally is also in um, Hall H. You know, one of the days they have they have a few hours, and they actually backed out this year. Um, so there wasn't any like big movie news, like there no. typically is. No, there wasn't any big movie news. There was a lot of other DC stuff. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of like DC streaming you know, news and CW news. Yeah, um, stuff like that. So, like, I'm pretty sure this had already been announced a while back. Arrow is ending. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to be the last season. They talked about casting stuff for some of the other shows, which are now up to, let's see, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Batwoman, which either just started or is going to start or just ended. 
Um, uh, it did not just end. Okay, so it's but currently so it's one of running. Those oh, it's about to stop. Okay, I I think, I, think it, I actually I think it starts this fall because they're all fall runs. So okay, yeah, that w- that would make sense. Well, not Legends. Legends is winter. Well, I guess I think that's the only one that's winter though. I don't think any of the others are. Okay, so for the last couple of years, they've been doing massive crossovers with these shows, um, and I guess people really like them. Last year, they did um, Crisis, I think. Something something yes. to do with Crisis. Infinite Crisis. I don't know. Something like that. And I believe it was at the very end of that episode, they teased that they were going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths next. And for those of you that do not know, Crisis and Infinite... Well, Crisis and Crisis on Infinite Earths are two different things. But they're both massive comic book storylines in the DC Universe that really change things. Um, and so for them to try to do Crisis on Infinite Earths is a big deal. Obviously, it's going to be very, 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 very different from the comic books. It's on TV. It's on a TV budget. You know, you can only do so much. But um, they're pulling out a lot of stops for this one. This one is going to run across all five of their shows. Uh, it's going to be five episodes. So I guess they're able to pull their budgets together. And... Uh, the two biggest pieces of information that came out of this were one that Brandon Routh, who plays the Adam on, um, I guess Arrow or Legends. I guess he's on Legends now. It's Legends now, yeah. Um, <coughs> who originally played Superman back in I don't know 2005 or so in Superman Returns is coming back as Superman as an alternate reality Superman. Now, Jacob, you called me or texted me and told me about this, and I assumed that he was going to be playing the Superman from Superman Returns. That doesn't appear to be the case. He's actually going to be playing the Superman from the Kingdom Come storyline, which is a different alternate universe. Ah, I didn't know that. Um, However, along with that, um, Bort Ward, uh, who played the original Robin with Adam West, is also going to be in here. Um, I, there's not any news as to if, you know, he's playing a version of Batman or a version of Robin or anything. Um, a lot of people think it's just going to be a cameo. However, either way, that's going to be really cool. Now, I told you, if they were really going to do this, this was back when I thought Brandon Routh was playing the Superman from Superman Returns. Uh, I thought they should bring in all the movie people that played Batman. I mean, like, if you're going to do this, do it right, you know, like, bring in people, like, bring in Tom Welling, bring in, um, Dean Kane, bring in, um, all the different Supermen, bring in people from the movies, like, that would be really cool, like, they've got an opportunity to do it, I don't know if they have the budget, but that would, that would truly be a crisis on infinite Earths, you know? No, yeah, that'd be super cool, I agree with you, I definitely know they don't have the budget for that, however... Um, that would be cool to see. I would like to see at least one movie character. I think that would be cool. Um, even if they only brought in one, you know, it it would be a surprise to people. Um, however, what I'm kind of worried that they're going to do, and this is a big worry of mine, they're just going to have each member of the cast play multiple characters, right? So they're going to have Brendan Routh play Superman, but he's also going to stay the Adam and maybe... Um, you know, Grant Gustin also happens to be an alternate reality Superman, you know, and they're just going to have the same cast play multiple characters. Yeah, because they've done that before. Yeah, and yes, that's kind of cool to see what those characters would be like in those roles. However, it's 
it's very plot pushy. You know, like you can tell that it's because of the budget. You can tell that it's because on TV, um, it's kind of annoying. I'd almost rather them bring in just new actors mm-hmm. for those parts. Um, instead of trying to squeeze every bit of, you know, juice out of the current actors that they have. Right. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see, you know, several different variations of Superman, you know, um, kind of like the comics, you know, uh, it'd be really cool to see, you know, like a cyborg Superman and, you know, a doomsday Superman, um, you know, all, all these different Superman. And I don't think they're going to bring in Batman. Um, I think they're going to use kind of Batwoman as uh the piece that batman typically plays in the comics mm-hmm. because batman does play a big part in this storyline um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off yeah i agree i, I think that either way it's going to be cool uh but maybe not as cool as it could be they have already said that um um steven amell is going to be playing various versions of green arrow mm-hmm. so I mean, we're kind of already getting into that territory that you were saying. Yeah, and it worries me because it, I don't know, it just kind of cheapens it to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Next up, we have um, Young Justice was confirmed to be getting a season four. I did not see that. That's exciting. Yep. So I um, actually still hasn't even, haven't even finished season two yet because, long story. Yeah, bye. Um, but, oh, wait, no. I haven't finished season three. <laughs> yeah, I, I never even got to season three. But it, great show. I need to catch up on it. Um, it always looks fantastic. Uh, they also debut the first real trailer for the Harley Quinn animated TV show that they're doing, I think, on um, DC Universe. Hmm. I honestly did not see this. I missed a lot of things um, this year. I don't know. I was, I was kind of busy... And then I was looking it up afterwards, and every single time I typed in Comic-Con, Marvel was the main thing that popped up, you know? Yep. And it was kind of hard to get around it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of had to be watching the um, articles that were coming out. I actually checked a few different sites to make sure I kind of got the stuff that I needed to. Um, the Harley Quinn trailer, it's definitely R-rated. It's definitely for adults. Courtney said it seems like they're trying to do Rick and Morty, but they're not doing it well. I sort of kind of agree with that, but to me, it looks fun. Like, it looks like they're having fun with it. Um, curious to see where it goes and how it'll do and what the actual episodes will be like. Um, so that's something. We haven't really had that from DC before. Um, also, we got some other information about the DC Universe stuff. Um, among other things, Doom Patrol got renewed for a second season. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't really like the track that it's on right now. So you didn't finish that one? I have uh, like two episodes left. Um, I don't, I loved, I really, I really liked the first half. Um, however, the second half got too comedic. Hmm. Yeah, like it, it was trying to be too funny. There was not enough seriousness to kind of keep you in. And I don't know. I don't really like what's at right now. Maybe it'll, you know, tighten itself up the next two episodes and maybe the next season will be different, but I don't know. If it stays like this and it ends, I don't know if I'll be watching the second season unless I hear just amazing reviews. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, along those lines, there was also some news that came out for Titans season two. There were, uh, there, well, I guess there was one picture that was leaked, I think, and it was a low res look at, um, Aqualad who is going to be joining the show. 
who I was expecting to look like the Aqualad from Young Justice, but he doesn't, so, I mean, that's fine. Also joining Season 2 will be Deathstroke, which I got a first look at, and he looks um, different than I would have thought. I guess I would have thought he would look like the Deathstroke kind of from the Arkham games, because that's kind of the vibe that um, Titans gives off. But he looks a little bit more comic booky, I think. I am looking up a picture because I did not see him. Um, let's see. I also was going to look up a picture of Aqualad. Yeah, if you just Google Aqualad Titan Season 2, you'll probably find both of the pictures. Because um, the thing I looked at, at least they were both the same picture. I don't know if they were edited together or not. Okay. Aqualad Season 2. Reveals first look at Aqualad and Deathstroke. Let's go down and take a gander. Hmm. You know, I'm looking at the picture of Aqualad. Um, weird. Kind of a kind of seems to come across as more of an Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it though. I I think I think his costume kind of fits with the group. Um, in this low resolution, you know, obviously this is, this is very low resolution. Right. Um, but I think it looks decent. It also appears that, uh, Robin has a new suit. Oh, does he? I don't know if that's just the lighting. However, actually, I know for a fact that this is a new suit. (laughs) Um, you haven't finished Titans, have you? Yeah, I finished Titans. You did finish Titans season yeah. one. Okay. Um, can we talk about it? Has it been long enough? Is that? Yeah. Spoilers for season one. Okay. Um, so he bones his suit, remember? Um, and then he grabs uh, Jason Todd's. No, it's not Jason Todd. No, he doesn't. He's... He doesn't grab. He might burn his suit, but he definitely doesn't grab um, someone else's to wear. Because the yeah, whole last he, the whole last episode is that uh, hallucination, remember? No, yeah. But so whenever he needed the suit, he gave the other guy his suitcase. They had the same suitcase, the same briefcase, and he just switched them out. So he would have a suit because he bonded his other suit. Hmm. So this suit is definitely new for this character, and it definitely appears like it's not even the same suit that um, the other Robin is wearing. So that's okay. interesting. Interesting, um, yeah. I pulled up the picture of Aqualad um, again, and looking at it now, I like it more. Yeah, I, I really like. I like the colors. The if the red was brighter, I don't know if I'd really like it. Um, however, there's bright blue on the bottom, and then the red is kind of a dull, uh, almost rusty red, and I really like that. Hmm. Um, now looking at the Deathstroke, uh, this is a lot more comic accurate. Deathstroke, uh, like you said. The torso is kind of that metallic silver um, that he's really famous for in the comics. It's really interesting. I agree. I kind of thought they were going to go um, the movie and arrow route with the half orange, half black, or even just a full black suit mm-hmm. um, of armor, but they didn't. So I don't know. I, I think I like it. I need to see a better picture. It, it also kind of looks like Death Deathshot. Uh, yes, Deathshot. It- Deadshot. I was like, that because doesn't his, sound right. His eye appears to be glowing. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I don't know um, if his eye is actually glowing, or maybe that's something, you know, 
uh, like a targeting thing he can kind of use, which is actually what Deadshot actually has. Um, but also, yeah, I don't, his I don't shoulder pads are ridiculous. They're massive. <laughs> yeah, it could. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's the angle. You know, it's hard to look at um, screen captures because you don't know what's going on. You know, maybe he put those on for something specific. Maybe he won't always be wearing those. You know, oh, so I mean, I, could... I mean, it it looks fine. It's just kind of I wasn't expecting it. They're really big. No, yeah, it it almost looks like medieval armor. Yeah, no that, way. That's, that's how bulky it is. Uh, but yeah, but a, that, that's interesting. Along with all that, though, they did announce that season two of Titans will be returning to DC Universe on Friday, September 6th this year. I'm so excited. Yeah, you know, with as much hate as the show got before it came out, I really enjoyed it. So I am happy that it's going to be coming back. Me too. Also, uh, spoilers again for season one, if you've skipped ahead and you're listening now. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with uh, Superboy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And his dog, which is really weird to have uh, Crypto in this. Crypto! Um, The super dog, Crypto! Really quick, do you remember um, the, there used to be a show, an animated show that was just the dogs of each superhero. That's the theme song. Is it? Yeah. Well, then, obviously, you do remember it, Time Traveler. The super dog, Crypto. The super dog. When I asked you if you remembered it, I was just trying to see if I could remember it myself. And apparently, I was wrong because (laughs) you were. Um, Anyways, any more DC uh, news? Uh, I think there was a few other things, but that was the gist of it. So now... It's time for Hall H Marvel. Except before that, uh, yeah, Dang Shield it. is ending. Shield is ending. Everybody, I, finally, people kind of kind of thought that was the case, but Shield is ending. Finally, I don't know. It's I haven't watched of, it since people say it got really good. It's um, a beanie like, rock with a stick. <laughs> I stopped watching around season four. I think was the last one I saw before they started doing things like Ghost Rider and stuff. Um, people seem to really like it now. I'm sure someday I'll jump back in, but not right now. I won't. Nope. I I thought about it. I'm not going to. Not worth it. Not. Nope. Yep. I'm glad it's ending. Oof. All right, Jacob. Uh, I need you to spitball for a moment. Spitball? Spitball what? Just stuff. Hmm. Like uh, anything on the Marvel panel, or are we staying away from that at the moment? No, you can you can talk about. It. Okay, never mind. I'm good. What were you doing? <laughs> uh, I was trying to pull up. If you remember, several several episodes ago, after Endgame, uh, we had predictions on what was coming out when. Ah. And I was trying to pull it up. I meant to pull it up beforehand, and I completely forgot. So I was uh, pulling that up to see what we were right about and what we weren't. Do you have my predictions on there as well? Nope, just mine. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, you spitball for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so just like they do every year, Marvel gathered themselves in Hall H uh, to disseminate all kinds of new and interesting information. We weren't sure exactly what they were going to be talking about, and what they decided to talk about was, in fact, 
the entire Marvel Phase 4 slate. Now, that said, there were some interesting surprises in here. Um, Kevin Feige had said a while back that they didn't want to get together and release uh, or announce as many movies as they did back uh, for for Phase 3. Because for Phase 3, they released everything for like five years. And there wasn't really any surprises except for when they delayed projects and stuff. Uh, For this one, he said he didn't want to do that. So they kind of reined it back like really hardcore um, to the tune of announcing one, two, three, four, five movies. Only five movies, Um, which is far less than you might think. However, they also included all of the Disney Plus stuff that they're going to be doing. So, uh, Jacob, you got your list ready? Uh, I couldn't find my list, so we can just go in and go. I remember, I remember some of my movies. Okay, so let's just start off with the very first one. Uh, and actually, again, kind of surprising. These movies are only for 2020 and 2021. And that is the entirety of Phase 4. Which See, now, did they announce that this is all of Phase 4? Yes, there were interviews after the fact where people clarified and said... Is there anything else in Phase 4? Is this all of Phase 4? Kevin Feige said, yes, this is Phase 4. Anything that's not on here is Phase 5 and beyond. Hmm. Okay, I have I have a thought, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, so, so it's interesting. This is two years. Two years for Phase 4. If you go back to Phase 1, Phase 1 was 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12. That was five years. After that, Phase 2 was 13, 14, 15. Three years, and then 16, 17, 18, slash 19. So three to four years for phase three. So the fact that phase four is only two years is really interesting to me. Uh, and we'll get into maybe why that could be the case. But the very first movie that is going to be coming out next year, 2020, on May 1st, is the currently shooting Black Widow movie. Now, I think this is the... This is the thing to do, Caleb, with this. Um, the more I was thinking about it, um, I think that if you were to release this later than what they were going to do, uh, it would kind of be covered up by what they were doing, you know, later at that time. So to have this right after spoilers uh, for Endgame, it's been long enough, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So having this be the next movie right after we just saw Black Widow <clears throat> die... Um, I think it still makes it relevant, and I think uh, more people are going to go see that to kind of understand her full story. They saw her die, you know, now they want to see the beginning, um, you know, and kind of the stuff in between. So I, I think this is a smart move. Yeah, and it has been sort of confirmed. There's been conflicting reports, but it seems that this is definitely after Winter Soldier, potentially after Civil War. There's some debate on that. Um, so it, it's some definitely in the past at some point. Um it's even been reported, I think, that it's before all of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really it's, sure. It's uh, I know a few things. It's been confirmed that Hawkeye's in it. Uh, oh, it has, has it? Yes, it has been confirmed that Hawkeye's in it. And it, it is heavily rumored that Sebastian Stan is in it. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's as the Winter Soldier or not. Probably. 
Um, so, and it's also actually been confirmed that um, the Budapest uh, will be shown. Whatever happened yes. in Budapest. Which they keep referencing in the movies. Yeah. So, it would make sense that Hawkeye's in it because Hawkeye was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if Winter Soldier ends up being in there and what they do with that. Now, when we were doing our list, we actually forgot about this movie uh, because it hadn't started filming yet. There wasn't much out about it. So we actually didn't date this movie at all. So went wham. None, nothing oh, for did. us. Oh, I, uh, we didn't talk about it in the episode. Yeah, we did. That was the last thing. You must have not changed in your list. We went back to it mm. because you did your list and I did my list. I said, wait, Caleb, we're missing Black Widow. You said, oh, I forgot. Okay. Well, it's definitely not on my list that I wrote down. Oh, well, I definitely had the super mega long date. I definitely put in 2021, so. Mm, gotcha. All right. Um, so that same year next is going to be the Disney Plus show, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, which got a really cool new logo. Gotta say, uh, it's confirmed that, again, spoilers for Endgame, spoilers for everything Marvel up until this point. Uh, we probably won't talk about Spider-Man very much, but definitely everything through Endgame. Uh, it's been confirmed that uh, the Falcon will be wearing the Captain America suit in the show. Ah, I did not see that, but that makes me mega excited. Yeah, it's really interesting that they're doing that in a TV show instead of in a movie, having that introduction. I feel like that's something cinematic that you would want to do in a film, but I think that speaks a lot to their strategy with these Disney Plus shows. I thought these were going to be fun side stories, but it seems like these are kind of going to be integral parts to the MCU. I think w- what I'm hoping, at least, is that these sideshows will kind of be a pre, uh, pre-optive to movies. You know, so like um, a pre-connected piece to the movie. So instead of having to spend the first 30 minutes of a movie preparing something, uh, you know, they state that it's connected to the show, like all of these are. And that way they don't have to spend as much time setting up in these movies and they can have um, more uh, drama and more action and more of a storyline instead of just trying to set up some things that Mm. have happened. Well, you're still going to have to do that for the people that didn't see the shows. You're going to have to build that up. You can't assume that everybody has seen the shows, but they can do stuff that informs the characters and where they are. And there's actually a little bit of that that they talked about with some of the stuff they announced. So we'll get into that in just a minute, but I'm super excited for Falcon and winter soldier, especially now that it it's basically confirmed that it's after Endgame. I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Yeah. I'm super excited. I think the production quality on these shows are going to be pretty high. Yeah. Kevin Feige keeps saying these shows are not going to be what anybody's expecting. And these are Marvel studios doing these shows up until now. All of the shows were handled by a different division called Marvel TV, who's under a different leadership. They're the ones that did all the Hulu stuff, all the Netflix stuff, all of uh, the TV stuff. And so these are completely different. Um, These are going to be much more in tune with the MCU than anything we've seen before. I think that's pretty obvious based on the titles. Um, And so, yes, I'm, I'm very excited. That is coming fall of 2020. So Black Widow in May. And then a few months later in fall, we get that TV show. And then what follows next is November 8th? 6th. 6th. Sorry, this text is very small. November 6th, 2020, and it's The Eternals. Now, I just want to say, I called this when we did our uh, movie dating. I had The Eternals right here. 
Originally, the Eternals were supposed to be part of Phase 3. If you go back to that announcement they did in, I think, 2014, where they laid everything out, it was supposed to come out, I think, in between um, what is now called Infinity War and Endgame, and it got pushed back, I believe, partially because of Spider-Man coming in, but also because of other factors. So now it's part of Phase 4. It is at the end of the year. We've seen this before. When they introduce new characters that they're not... 100% confident in, they typically place those early in the year or late in the year, and that's what they're doing here with Eternals. I don't know if it's fair to say not confident in them, but um, it's definitely like stuff people haven't seen before. They did release some concept art of the Celestials. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yes, it's more Celestials like we saw in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie in kind of that flashback when he's talking about the um infinity stones Mm -hmm. uh they look really cool so they're really leaning into that i don't know a lot about the eternals but i do know that they were created by the celestials so that makes sense um they did bring out the cast for the movie which is a phenomenal cast they did yeah you want to talk about that some yeah angelina jolie right that like took me by huge surprise um also the other guy's name uh kumail kumail uh yeah i i don't know how to pronounce his name but he is the i'm assuming indian guy from um silicon valley yeah those two and then uh salma hayek those Mm -hmm. those were the big ones that really surprised me angelina jolie being the main one um i never really imagined her in the MCU, um, you know, sometimes I try to think of current actors that um, were doing movies really before the MCU. You know, I've thought about Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, you know, such as actors like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought about Angelina Jolie before, and I was like, no, you know, I don't really think she has the right um, – uh, her acting doesn't seem to really fit, I think, what would be like an MCU. And then here she is. So um, it's really cool seeing uh, bigger – actors still coming into the mcu even after um you know the first 10 years of marvel 11 years of marvel is done after their big story they still have big actors coming in um so that's exciting i'm really excited to see what this is i don't know much about them a little different from what we've seen (laughs) um but i'm excited all right and then that's all for 2020 so we have two movies which is a drop from what we've had the last few years Um, And then one TV show, which is a little bare. But moving into 2021, there is a lot of stuff. There are three movies dated for 2021, along with one, two, three, four TV shows. So right off the bat in February, February 12th of 2021, we get Shang-Chi with the surprise subtitle of And the Legend of the Ten Rings. Jacob, they're bringing the Ten Rings back. If you don't remember who the Ten Rings were, it was the criminal organization from Iron Man 1. It was the criminal organization that came back in Iron Man 3 with the quote-unquote Mandarin. And it has been confirmed that they are bringing the real Mandarin into the MCU with this movie. I think this is the perfect time to do it as well, Caleb. Um, This phase has... um, a lot of movies that I actually wouldn't have grouped together. 
you know, you look at it and, you know, we'll continue going over it, but these movies don't seem to have one kind of direction um, in my mind. And so to bring in things that they may find a little more risky, kind of like the Eternals, um, Shang-Chi, you know, j- just some unique things like this. I think this is a perfect time to bring in a villain like this, especially since it's uh, still so close to the first, you know, 11 years of Marvel. People remember, you know, the first Mandarin, mm-hmm. quote, unquote. The fake um, one. Yeah. And so I think it's uh, new enough where it's still relative and people will be like, hey, you know, this is the actual real one because people still remember. It's still, you know, even though Iron Man 3 was not the best, I think it's still semi-fresh on people's minds. Um, yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, they retconned him being the Mandarin in that All Hail the King one shot that was on uh, the Blu-rays. But a lot of people didn't see that. And so I'm kind of surprised that they're following back up with that. Most people n- thought that they never would. Um, and I'm curious that if they're going to reference that in the movie, if Trevor is going to be mentioned <laughs> in the movie at all, or if they're just kind of going to breeze over all of that. He's the the real Mandarin is magical, right? Um, technically, no, he has alien tech, but it's kind of perceived as magic. Okay, so <clears throat> the more I look at this, I, I like it because you have, uh, you know, with the other things coming out, you know, like Loki and the Doctor Strange and the WandaVision, you know, there's a lot of magic things, Thor, there's a lot of magic things kind of going on, actually. Um, the Eternals, I don't yeah. know if that's magic, but it kind of feels like it, it. It's not, it's space, which uh, I, well, I was going to mention at the end, uh, because we haven't talked about what everything is. So I, I want to circle back okay. around to that thought uh, a little bit farther along. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, yeah. by the way, I had this dated for November of that year, and I'm pretty sure I said at the time it could be either November or February, either one, because, again, it's a new character. They put it in the February spot, which is actually where I had Black Panther 2, which um, isn't one of the movies that they talked about here true um but what they did talk about was uh coming out in spring 2021 is wandavision yes so february followed right back up in the spring with wandavision this is a tv show starring wanda (laughs) the scarlet witch and the vision there's been a lot of confusion about what this is there's been reports of maybe a 60s setting and people were like well is this even connected to the mcu um, and there's been, you know, talks that it's very different. Kevin Feige said that it's different from ev- anything they've ever done before. But hmm. it was confirmed that this seems to be after Endgame, which begs the question, why is the Vision in it? Because the Vision is dead. Well, maybe... Maybe I'm very confused. All right. So um, here's here's my theory. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to jump ahead very slightly. Um, the next movie that they talked about was Doctor Strange. And Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is going to feature in the Doctor Strange movie. Yes. Which is a fantastic pair-up. We'll talk about that in a second. But WandaVision leads into that movie specifically. It sets up stuff kind of for that movie, which is what you were saying earlier uh, that you would like to see. And my thought is, he also said that WandaVision is going to tell us why she's called the Scarlet Witch. 
And then that can mean two things. It can mean literally why she called the Scarlet Witch, or it can mean like, yo, this is why she's the Scarlet Witch, you know? And I think they're going to lean on her powers more as magical and mystical, which make a lot of sense, because if you think about magic in the MCU, it's all about knowledge. It's all about knowing how to access the, um, uh, what they call the energies that are around you. Her powers were given to her by Loki's staff, which was the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone could open your mind, give you knowledge on how to access those energies. So even though it hasn't really been explained as real magic, her powers could totally actually be magic in this version. And I think she is going to be magically potentially creating an alternate reality set in the 60s or maybe an in-her-head reality where she lives with vision. And it's not really real, but it gives us insight into her powers and boosts her powers from what we have seen before and puts her on the level that she needs to be to go with Doctor Strange. Interesting. That would be a very, very good uh, uh, opening to that next movie. Right? So Hmm. um, I'm excited for that. If they go anywhere near that route, I think that'll be really cool. I agree. I think that'd be really cool. It definitely is something we haven't seen before. Um, And I guess since they announced they'd be after Endgame, I mean, obviously, I I don't think she's really going to bring Vision back. I I don't think that's going to happen. So the only other route is to kind of do what you're saying, you know, something along those lines. Um, Now, saying that, however... I mean, she was powered, you know, by the Mind Stone, right? You know, she was given her powers. And that's also how, that's also what Vision had. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a possibility she could bring Vision back, you know, using her powers because it's the same thing that powered him. So, I mean, that is is a possibility. However, I don't think they would bring back a major character like that that died in a TV show. I don't know. It depends on what they want to do with it. I I don't think that he's coming back for real, but you never know. True. Hmm. All right. So that's in spring of 2021. The very next thing in May. So like WandaVision's coming out to prime you. Then in May, we're going to hit you with that Doctor Strange sequel, which has like one of the coolest titles. It's so comic booky, but I love it so much. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, this is set as a horror movie, right? Yes, they've said that this is going to be the first truly scary Marvel movie. Still going to be PG-13, you know, don't don't get any wrong ideas. But it's, it's going to really incorporate those horror elements, which they talked about a little bit with the first one, but most of that was conjecture just because of Scott Derrickson, the director, being more of a horror movie director. Now, this is exciting for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, this is a tremendous matchup. Like we said, Scarlet Witch is going to be in this movie. Um, these two working together is already amazing just in my mind. So I can't wait to see on screen how they work together. But at the same time, this is interesting because, uh, Spider-Man in the trailer was kind of set up that there was a multiverse, you know? And then, uh, spoilers for Spider-Man. Super small spoilers. They debunked that in the same movie. So people are like, oh, maybe maybe there's not. 
But then the title of this alone um, doesn't conform it because it, it could be, you know, it no, could be construed. There, there is a multiverse that has been confirmed in several movies. It was confirmed in Doctor Strange. It was confirmed in Endgame. The thing in Spider-Man that was debunked was the specific use of it that they were saying. That true. was not true. But Kevin Feige has gone on record saying, no, no, no. There should be no confusion. The multiverse is real. We just haven't seen it in the sense that most people that are familiar with comics think of multiverse. Okay. All right. So here's a question with this movie. If it's called the multiverse of madness, do you think that Wanda and Doctor Strange will be traveling to different multiverses? Or do you think it's going to kind of be something where this is more of like, like a mind game with them? You know, maybe they get trapped in their own self-conscious, or maybe they get trapped in their mind. And that's why it's called, you know, multi- multiverse of madness, because it's them trying to get out, like, their own consciousness or bodies. And I feel like that'd be a really cool way to introduce um, a whole aspect to it, because that's literally your deepest feels inside of you. So, you know, like, like hmm. what do you think? What do you think this is going to be? That's an interesting idea. I don't think that's what they go- they're going to do. I think this is going to be more like an adventure movie, sort of like uh, Thor Ragnarok or maybe the Guardians, where they are traveling from place to place through the multiverse. I think that they will end up in dimensions that are horrific, and maybe they get trapped in a couple of them and they have to figure out their way out of them. Um, I think that's more where the horror is going to come in. Uh, maybe, maybe the villain is Nightmare, uh, who would really play into those horror elements. Um, but no, I think they're actually going to be jumping multiverses. And I saw some people online say they're calling it now. This is how they're going to introduce the mutants and Fantastic Four. It's the only way they can do it. I disagree that it's the only way. Could they use this to do it? Yes. I don't really think that's what they're going to do. Um, that feels like an easy out, and I don't think Marvel has ever done the easy out or the predictable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really excited for this. I'm super stoked for Multiverse. I'm super stoked for the team-up. Like, we haven't gotten enough Scarlet Witch in the MCU, and I really enjoy what they've done with her. And I think, again, pairing her up with Doctor Strange, really showing off her powers as true magic, because they basically are, um, that would be really cool. And we might even get a better explanation of her powers and maybe why she's hanging out with Doctor Strange. Yeah. And, and I mean, the super cool thing is, you know, even talking about this, we you have the magic starting with WandaVision, you know, to showcase her powers. And then you see Doctor Strange and her teaming up. But then after that, like, it's still not over. It Like, you have an entire several months of magic because after this is Loki which is a TV show coming to the Disney Plus streaming service. And it's coming out in the spring of 2021 as well. Yes. Now, a lot of people assumed that this was going to be the Loki that escapes in Endgame in 2012. That has now been confirmed. And that's perfect. I think I think that's the best thing to do um, in this case because we can still see Loki and know that he's not in the same... Um, He's an alternate reality, you know, as as the same MCU. So it's in a, it's not really connected anymore. This has been, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, this has been the only show announced that won't really be connected to the MCU. 
Mm, the next show is a yes or no. It depends on what you mean by connected. Um, and it also depends. I mean, he's got the space stone. Can that cross dimensions? I don't know. I mean, there's maybe no reason it couldn't. I I hope it can't. I, I want... I want Loki and the MCU to stay dead. You know, this is connected, yes, from the beginning. However, as soon as the show starts, it's no longer going to affect the future of the MCU. Or at least I, I hope it doesn't, you know, because it's an alternate reality. It would still be cool because he could still, uh, you know, this is one of those things kind of like those one shots that you wish they, uh, that you said you wish they kind of do sometimes, kind of like DC does. Mm-hmm. They could totally take this show and do this because. The Avengers still exist in the universe that he's in. You know, he's just in an alternate reality. So what if this show, it'd be so cool to see the show, um, you know, kind of expand and us see different things happen with the same characters that we saw in the movie. However, you know, different things coming up here, uh, maybe see a little bit more of Asgard, you know, would be cool because, I mean, obviously we don't really see that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I don't know. There's a lot of different things they could do in here. I don't think they've really said anything about the plot, right? I I don't remember. I remember us talking about him traveling through time. I don't remember if that was my conjecture of what it could be or if that was actually what they said it's going to be. Okay. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this plays out, though. Yeah. Um, and all of the TV shows we've mentioned have are going to be live action. Um, they're... You know, it's it's everybody from the MCU in, in a TV show, which is really cool. But then they're going to shift that on its head a little bit uh, in summer of 2021 with the Marvel Studios What If show. This is going to be the MCU's first animated um, property, if you will. And it's going to be alternate versions of how things could have panned out, pretty much just like the comic was. And this I'm super excited for. <laughs> Um, I, I love animated shows. Um, I used to really, really enjoy, you know, the animated Avengers that were out, you know, forever ago, um, animated Spider-Man, you know, I love these animations and I think the animations are going to be really, really good. Um, on this, especially cause it's a property, you know, of Marvel, Marvel Studios. So I don't know, it, it's going to be really cool to see what stories they adapt, um, in this, and I haven't actually read any of the comics of the What If comics. We had talked about it before, and I had thought about reading them, but now I'm kind of glad that I didn't because if they start adapting those, I literally will be surprised because I haven't read those. So it, it'll be nice. Yeah, I don't think that um, they're going to. I, I think because my question when they first announced this a while back. Was, is this going to be what ifs about just Marvel stuff in general? Or is it going to be specifically for the MCU? And based on how this has been announced, I think that it's going to be specifically for the MCU. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's they haven't said specifically, but that's what I'm assuming out of this. Hmm. So maybe, um, you know, maybe like in Age of Ultron, what if the Avengers didn't stop um, the island from falling? Yeah, or maybe what if Tony died in the cave? I mean, what if are... what if the Hulk never got calmed down after Wanda used her powers? Oh yeah, hmm. yeah I mean, there's there's one. tons of stuff. Huh? That's really interesting. I, I'm I'm excited to see this. If you had to guess, how many episodes do you think are going to be like in a season? 
I don't know for what if. Most of the others, uh, I think they've said are around eight episodes or so. Probably an hour long, each of them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And it's it's a little unclear if they're going to be continuously running shows or if it's going to be like a mini series where it's one and done. I think mm. it's going to be a mixture. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier could be one and done. I think WandaVision could be one and done. Loki, because it's separate, I could see going multiple seasons. What if I could see going multiple seasons? And then the next show that we're going to talk about, I could also see going multiple seasons. Interesting. But well, are you excited for this? What if? Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. They're using most of the people from the MCU to reprise their roles as the voices. Um, I say most. I mean, it could be everyone that's appearing. They showed a whole list of people, and it was a lot of their people. Um, so we'll see. I'm. I'm curious about it. I want to see what it's going to look like first. I agree. I'm. I'm excited to see the first trailer, or even just screenshot, uh, to see what type of animation style they go with. Definitely. That's that's kind of where I am. Um, um, oh, no, go go ahead. I was going to say um, the next show that Caleb was talking about um, is Hawkeye in the fall of 2021. Now, have they announced when this show is set? I don't think they've. Um, well, yes and no. I know that he's going to be training his protege, uh, which he has in the comics. I cannot remember her name. Um but they've also said there's going to be more of Ronin stuff in here. So I think it might be um, after Endgame, but also have flashbacks to the five-year gap. Okay, that that's kind of what I actually wanted coming from this. Um, I think having the Ronin stuff in this would be perfect. Now, here's a question. Do you think in the MCU, this is just on out here, um, this would kind of be cool. Do you think... That his protege could be his daughter? I don't remember. This is a well-established thing from the comics. And if I knew more about Hawkeye, I could tell you. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's his daughter. I think it's a different person. Okay. I was just curious because I remember, um, you know, in Endgame, we saw him training his daughter how to shoot a bow. Um, yeah. And if there's any time change in this, obviously she's too young there to kind of start, you know, training. Um, but I... I don't know. I think that would kind of be cool. I, I wish <clears throat> now, not I wish, I hope now um, we could see kind of some um, younger generations of the same superheroes we've been following kind of take a bigger step up, which I don't think we will because a lot of the superheroes don't actually have kids um, with the exception of like Ant-Man, Iron Man, you know, Clint. Um but I think that would be really cool. And maybe that's just me. It'd be a different take on the character. Um, maybe kind of see some dramaticness between uh, the original and the new one, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. But I, I don't think it's going to be the daughter either. <laughs> yeah. So the the person I'm thinking of is Kate Bishop is her name. Okay. Um, it looks like she was just a, another character that came along and took the Hawkeye mantle because Hawkeye was dead at the time in the comics. Um, she was introduced in 2005, so she's a relatively new character. Um, the interesting thing is that the logo that they're using for this TV show is the exact logo for the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye, which is a beloved run. Um, people love it, so it's probably going to be taking inspiration from that run, uh, which is interesting. And... You know, I wasn't surprised by this. I'm pretty sure there were rumors that Hawkeye was going to be getting his own TV show before uh, Comic-Con. 
But um, I'm, I'm excited. I think this could be really good. I know people hate on Hawkeye, but he hasn't really had a chance to come into his own. I I think one of the main reasons, too, that he hasn't is, to me, Hawkeye's more of an individual player. He's not a team player. Um, you know, it, to me, I've always, I've always looked at him as more of the um, ninja style, more of the assassin style, you know, kind of stealth operator. And it's really mm-hmm. hard to show that in a team. So I hope in this show they really show his... Um, stealthiness i think they could really play strong on that in this uh show so after these three tv shows that are kind of taking us through the middle of the year we get our last movie of phase four which is the first movie in in the mcu to go past the third entry and who would have thunk it it's thor in the strangely titled thor love and thunder so our cousin texted us because he was following um, Zach. They, they yeah. know who Zach is. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while, but I'm sure you guys remember. <laughs> um, he was following a live feed, you know, of people commenting what they're seeing at Comic-Con. And I remember him texting us and saying, hey, you, you guys, uh, Thor loving Love and Thunders coming out in, you know, November 5th, 2021. And I thought, I really don't like that name. Like, I really don't like that. And I was really disappointed. And then about 10 minutes later, he sends the picture of the logo. And I was like, you know, I really like that logo. <laughs> like, I really, really like that. Yep. Yeah. So it the news kind of broke before Comic-Con that Taika Waititi had signed on to direct Thor 4. That is the case. He will be coming back uh, to direct the team. And the logo, similarly to how Ragnarok was a throwback, this is another throwback. It looks like a different version of, like, 80s rock uh, than the Ragnarok one did, which is, uh, I mean, I think it's really cool. Now, there has been a lot of details talked about this already, which is a little surprising given how far ahead it is. The love part of this title uh, has to do with Valkyrie. Valkyrie is now queen of asgard and she needs her queen yes you heard that right uh valkyrie is going to be the first lgbtq character openly uh, at least superhero um in the mcu and i guess at least part of the movie is going to be devoted to her finding her love interest interesting i didn't know that i knew that she was going to be uh the first lgbt you know member um I, 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 I didn't know that. How I didn't know that's what the love was kind of associating to. Which I makes... mean, that, that, that's an assumption on my part. Yeah, but okay. But if it's titled Love and Thunder, Thor is the Thunder, Valkyrie's the love, I mean, it's not hard to make that connection. Yes, but, you know, there was also another surprising announcement with this movie. That's true, and it could be referring to that. The other big announcement with this movie is that Natalie Portman is returning. Um, and she, if, if she was on stage and they go up and they hand Mjolnir to her, right? And she holds it up. And did they say anything about this, Kayla? This is the, the part that I'm kind of confused about. Is she going to become Lady B- Thor? Be confused no more. They are indeed making Jane Foster Lady Thor as they did in the comics for Thor Love and Thunder. Natalie Portman is back. 
I don't know what magic they did to get her back for this. Maybe it was because she liked Ragnarok, but she is back. She's going to be Lady Thor, and they have been very specific about this. She's going to be quote unquote Mighty Thor, not Lady Thor. I guess they don't want her to seem like lesser than Thor, although I don't think Lady Thor makes her sound that way. Uh, it's a better distinction than Mighty Thor because Thor is also the Mighty Thor. But anyway, yes, she will be Thor in this movie. Does that mean that Chris Hemsworth is losing the Thor powers as he did in the comics? I don't know, but he's in the movie. Or does it mean that there's going to be two Thors? You know, he's going to hold on to Stormbreaker and she's going to be the one to use Mjolnir now. Well, Mjolnir went back to the past. But did it? Yeah, Cap took it with him. Mm, yes, How I don't think they give her Stormbreaker. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, there's a lot of questions with this one, with that reveal. Um, I mean, it, it really could be anything. I know that it's supposed to be taking inspiration from a specific run. Uh, I think it's called The Mighty Thor. It was one of Thor's relaunches. Um, I don't know much about it, but it is, again, a much-loved run on the book. And so I guess you could check that out if you wanted to know more. Now, how do you feel about Natalie Portman specifically being in this role? <laughs> so Courtney hates this. Like, she is super against this. She hates uh, what Natalie Portman did in the other movies. She really holds um, the stuff Natalie Portman did in the Star Wars prequels against her. I have grown to like Natalie Portman as an actress. I think she's really good. I think she... I don't know if I'd say she phoned it in on the first two, but the role wasn't her best. And I think, honestly, it's down to the writing. Um... I've never seen her get bulky for a movie. Not that Lady Thor has to be bulky, but she has to feel sturdy, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I'm curious how that's going to look. I'm curious how they're going to do the costume, because Lady Thor has a helmet. And a big a big thing about who is Lady Thor was it was a mystery. Nobody knew who she was, and part of it was because of the helmet. Um, I guess they've already announced... Jane Foster as Lady Thor, so I don't know if they're going to be playing that aspect up in the movie, or if she's even going to have a helmet. I don't know. I think, can she pull it off? Probably. I've never seen her play a tough person. Yeah, so, that's my thing. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't think Taika would have asked her to do it if he didn't think she could. Now, here's the thing. Do you think this is going to remain a permanent thing? Do you think that Lady Thor or Mighty Thor is going to remain consistent in the MCU? Or do you think this is going to be, you know, one of those scenes, kind of like in the comic, where somebody can lift up the hammer, kind of like Captain America did, and, um, you know, maybe she has her own suit of armor, but it's it's only for this movie. You know, there's a special occasion. Maybe it's, it's, a, maybe it's a different universe, considering that this movie is following Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, or do you think this is going to be like kind of a lasting thing? Honestly, I could see this going either way. I want to say it would be lasting if I didn't think that Taika was having so much fun with Hemsworth. Because if you take the powers away from Hemsworth permanently, what's he going to do? Um, I think story arc wise, it would make more sense because I feel like he was kind of done after Endgame and during Endgame. Like that was a good conclusion for him. Mm -hmm. So he could lose the powers and go to someone else permanently. But even if they do that, even if it's quote-unquote permanent, I still think Hemsworth will be around doing stuff, and I think eventually he will get the powers back. Okay. I'm I'm calling it right now, okay? I think, yes, I think 
that Thor is going to lose his arm in this movie. I'm calling it now. You think so? I think so, yes. Um, and actually, I think that's going to be how... I, I think this is actually going to be Chris Hemsworth's last movie as Thor. Okay? And I, I've actually been thinking about this a lot since this announcement. I think that he is going to... Okay. I, okay, I have mixed feelings. I want to say this is going to be the last movie that is going to be Thor, but I also think he might actually be Thor in Guardians 3. Um, however, I feel like that's how Natalie Portman's character is going to receive the powers. I think that Thor is going to be in a battle or something, and his arm is going to get cut off just like in the comics. And I think that, um, you know, she's going to try to protect him or something like that. And that's kind of where the love aspect comes from. But then as she's, you know, trying to protect him, she deems herself worthy. And so as she deems herself worthy, um, you know, I, I just think that she's going to kind of embody Thor. And then Thor's basically going to just allow her to have it. Not saying that he might not take it back. However, I, at the end of this movie, I don't think Chris Hemsworth will be Thor. I mean, it's possible. I would be more likely to think that if he didn't love Ragnarok so much. I mean, he's gone on record saying how kind of trapped he felt in the Thor role until Ragnarok. True. And he really enjoyed that, and Taika really enjoyed that. So I don't know if he's quite ready to get rid of that yet, um, but he could. And, you know, you bring up a good point. Where does this fall in line with the Guardian stuff? Because at the end of Endgame, he went off with the Guardians and said, as Guardians of the Galaxy... Is that here? It's Is it Guardians 3? Is Guardians 3 set before this? Who knows? They didn't announce it. It's not part of Phase 4. So we're not really sure how that fits in with this. So, Caleb, why don't you give the big surprising announcement that nobody expected? All right. Well, I do want to point out briefly, real quick before that, as I've kind of mentioned, there's a lot of glaring omissions here. There's a lot of stuff that me and you had dated that is not on here. Mm -hmm. There is no Black Panther 2. There's no Guardians 3. There's no Ant-Man 3. There's no Spider-Man 3. Um, there's no Captain Marvel 2. There's a lot of big movies that are missing here. Um, and in fact, if you look at this, there are only two movies um, that are sequels to other things. Um and only one of them that isn't the first sequel, that being Thor. Um, so it's it's really interesting to see this. At the end of the panel, Kevin Feige did say, oh, Black Panther 2, Guardians 3, Captain Marvel 2 are all coming, but they're not in Phase 4, which means they'll be in Phase 5. Along with, he name-dropped Fantastic Four. Yes, they are coming. No, there were no details. Sadly, he also said um, something along the lines of we don't have time to talk about mutants. Confirming again, X-Men are coming at some point. We don't know when. He did say in interviews afterwards that what they do with him is going to be different than what's been done before. But the news you're talking about, Jacob, that came out of complete left field is Blade is returning to the MCU. Not only that. But he is going to be played by Mahershala Ali. Which the, is the same guy that played Cottonmouth on Luke Cage. That is correct. So, a couple things about this. 
Mahershala Ali. I don't know if you've ever seen him in anything besides Black Panther. Or not Black Panther, sorry, uh, Luke Cage. I have. He is phenomenal. He is like class A actor. Now, did you know, interestingly, did you know that he called Marvel about this? I did, which is surprising because I wouldn't peg him as that kind of guy. Yeah, so for those of you that haven't heard, basically after he won his, I think it was an Emmy, um, a, a few weeks later, he called Feige or Marvel or whatever and basically told them that he wanted to play Blade and Feige said he was all for it and they started the stuff right then and then here we have the announcement. So that's super exciting. This was not rumored. You know, some of these other stuff we've known about. We've known about the Eternals. We've known about Shang-Chi. Um, we've known about a, some of these TV shows. However, it, I mean, unless I just didn't see it, I don't think it's been rumored about Blade nope. at all. People have nope, said that they wanted him back in, but no one, I don't think, actually expected it. Nope, I, I certainly didn't. I know people have been calling for Wesley Snipes to be back in the role I think he's a bit old for it now um not in the same physical condition to do it correctly mm-hmm. um but mahershala ali is fantastic and the big question now is what does that mean for all the netflix shows because he played Cottonmouth. is this saying that the netflix shows aren't canon or is it one of those cases where they use the same actor twice which has happened before and it's just coincidence that they look the same i think this is official that it's they are not canon anymore um, I was looking at some interviews with some directors and, you know, just some people at Marvel and they were talking about how, yes, um, they, they would like to include, you know, Daredevil and Iron Fist, you know, in the future. However, they don't think it's going to be the same actors. Um, and, and I agree. I, I just think it didn't do as well as they thought it would. Um, especially, you know, the defenders. And so I think this is a move that, yes, they would have loved him to play Blade, um, and they're glad that he called. And so this is also a good way to kind of distance themselves from those Netflix shows that weren't made by Marvel Studios, but by Marvel TV, kind of like you said in the past. I'm going to lump this in with the Inhumans, where until it is officially broken and declared not canon, either by Kevin Feige or by them, the same characters reappearing with different actors and different histories... I'm going to say that this still happened. They're just not going to talk about it. Okay. Now, all of these announcements kind of beg some questions, Caleb. Right? So I... I. Do you want me to beg? Is that what you're waiting for? Yes. Get on I refuse. and beg. No. Plea for your life. No. Okay, fine. You've begged enough. So, <laughs> um, you, everybody has to remember that uh d23 is still this year so having marvel you know marvel is a property owned by disney so obviously they're gonna be there and they're gonna have some things to announce so what do you think is missing from this do you think that there's another movie or something in here that they're not showing and they're saving it do you think that there's more shows coming to disney plus or do you think that they're going to actually go ahead and show Phase 5 as well, but at D23? Neither. I don't think there's anything left in the Phase 4 slate. And I don't really think they're going to be talking about much at D23. If they go, I think they're going to be revealing more stuff about these properties. Um, and potentially maybe updates on X-Men and Fantastic Four. 
But other than that, I really don't think they're going to be talking about anything else. You really don't think there's anything big that they're trying to hide as a big reveal there? No, not aside from the things I said. Okay. I think I think the biggest thing, I, I'm kind of on the same boat with you. Um, however, I think the biggest thing is, I think they're going to drop a, a logo for Fantastic Four or something at D23. Um, not, you know, saying, oh yeah, here's the movie date or anything like that. I just think that they may mention it. Um, they might mention some casting. I don't think so, but I do think that they'll drop a logo for either X-Men or Fantastic Four. Um, part of me wants to say that there's a hidden movie in 2020. It's just hard to believe that there's only two, um, when they've been putting out a lot. Um, but at the same time... This this is a lot of news, so I I don't know if there actually is. I, I there's there's hope no there way is. there's there is no way there's a hidden movie here. There would be no reason for them to hide a movie. Um, Black Widow's been filming, so it would have to be someone that comes out later in the year. And they've already got Eternals in November. There's there's no way. Well, anyway, my other question is: Well, I, I do want, I I wanted to mention. Even if they do reveal a logo at D23, it's not going to be the logo they go with. So it's not going to matter because some of these they've already revealed logos like for the Falcon Winter Soldier they had, for WandaVision they had. And the logos that are here and what I'm assuming are official are not the same logos they unveiled before. So when you're that far out, even if they reveal a logo, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to be the official logo. But let's be honest. It really doesn't matter. It's just going to get people pumped. True. Like, it really doesn't have to be the same logo. No one's really going to care. Just the fact that it's even showing up on the same screen that has Marvel Studios on it is going to be enough. Yeah. Um, this also brings up the question, you know, let's let's take a few steps back, you know, to a while back whenever Fox owned the X-Men. Um, they were producing a little movie called New Mutants, uh, which mm-hmm. was supposed to be a horror movie. Um, so what does this mean now that Marvel owns this? Uh, is New Mutants still going to come out? Is it going to come out on Disney Plus streaming service? Um, is it going to still come out as a Fox property? And that's going to be the last movie that Fox kind of gets to keep the revenue from. What? I mean, we haven't heard anything on it. And there was a trade of several. It may have been last year or the year before that that dropped. So, I mean, what do you think? Well, man, that one's really up in the air. There have been reports that said, yes, it's still releasing. But... Who knows? I mean, even if it was releasing, I don't know if Marvel would put it on their slate because it's not Marvel branded. It's not MCU branded. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it could still be releasing in theaters without that. Honestly, it could go on to Disney Plus or they might not release it. I don't know why they wouldn't at this point because it's free money for Disney. Um, But honestly, I do not know. See, I've read a couple of things. I don't think it'll go on Disney Plus because... I don't know if it was ever confirmed. If it wasn't confirmed, it was heavily rumored that that movie was actually going to be rated R. Um, and I don't think there's going to be anything on Disney Plus that's rated R. That's true. So I don't think it would go to Disney Plus. I kind of think that it's going to be released in theaters. And kind of like you said, I just don't think Marvel's going to really put their name up there. Uh, Marvel Studios, at least. Now, I am interested to see where the revenue is going to go. If in the deal, you know, Fox gets to keep it or if it goes to Marvel now. And if Marvel's going to tweak anything about it. Um, or even what if they're kind of keeping that movie and 
what if they're going to kind of include it? So we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is a horror movie, right? What if they're keeping this movie or keeping some scenes from it or something, and they're going to kind of include it with the theme that it's a multiverse, and they're going to kind of keep this horror aspect going? Uh, I think that is wishful fan, fan thinking. But it won't I, happen. And that's not going to happen. There yeah, are no, I know. <laughs> there are many reasons that won't happen. <laughs> I like I like to just, you know, throw things in the air. It's an interesting thought. I don't think it would work very well. Okay, so uh, my last question is, do you think that uh, they're going to keep a whole genre going after Doctor Strange? I think it's really going to depend on the response to Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, Marvel is very good about when something works, sticking with it. Um, they did it with Ragnarok. They did it with Winter Soldier. They've done it with several of their movies. Um, it kind of just makes sense that when you find the formula, you stick with it, at least for a while. Okay. Um, and so I think if Doctor Strange is really successful, they'll keep him at least partially rooted in that world. Um, if it doesn't do well, I mean, I'm sure they'll try it again down the line, but I don't know if it's going to be as consistent. If it does well, I would just like to say I would absolutely love to see a Wolverine horror movie. Well, you know, you say horror. I think if they do Blade, Blade is going to lean on that horror aesthetic a bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I just, I, I don't know why. I, I just think it'd be so cool if maybe when they introduce the X-Men, it, they kind of introduce it as, you know, they're scary. Like they don't, the Avengers don't really know what's going on. You know, it's, and Wolverine is literally the perfect mutant to do a scary tactic with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Yeah, definitely. I thought that'd be super cool. Now, one thing that is very interesting about this is we've been hearing for years that Phase 4 is going to be cosmic. Cosmic, cosmic, cosmic. Cosmic is where the MCU is going. Cosmic is the future. And if you look at this lineup, there is very little cosmic. Eternals is cosmic. Thor, if you count that as cosmic, that is it. And honestly, I don't really think of Thor as cosmic. It's more just space but a different kind of space not not cosmic space like guardians um and i think that tells us something i think that james gunn getting fired um and being let go for a while really messed up marvel's plans you know guardians 3 is not here uh yeah it's coming and the reason is because um james gunn said that he is doing suicide squad first he's finishing that first and then doing guardians 3 um but you kind of hinted at this earlier. This is really more of a mystic phase, if you look at it. Shang-Chi is mystic. Doctor Strange is mystic. WandaVision is mystic. Loki is mystic. I mean, Falcon Winter Soldier isn't. Um, and Black Widow isn't. But kind of the middle section of this is very mystic. And Thor, depending on how they play that, can also be mystic. Yeah, I I agree. I also think kind of... They had a lot of things kind of come up that I think changed their plans. James Gunn being the main one, considering there were rumors that he was going to kind of, you know, head this phase. Mm-hmm. And I also think the acquisition of Fox kind of made them reevaluate some things. Um, especially with Endgame being so big. By the way, Endgame has finally passed Avatar to become what? the top grossing movie of all time, which is awesome. Congrats, Jacob. Thank you. I, I thank you for your service. 
Uh, and thank you, Caleb, for your uh, service. It is uh, greatly appreciated. And you're all welcome. the Avengers salute you saw. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. But I think those three things kind of combined made, you know, Marvel kind of look at it and be like, okay, um, you know, let's let's look at where we're at for a second. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying that there won't be a cosmic phase, but maybe let's push it down the road a little bit. You know, maybe, maybe let's do it in phase five, phase six. Because they did say that Captain Marvel 2 was coming, and they did say Guardians of Galaxy 3 are coming. I think if they loop those in the same phase, that will be uh, a cosmic phase. What was the first one you said? Uh, Guardians of Galaxy 3 and Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, and and that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, if those would have been pushed back to this phase, it would have felt much more cosmic. Um, But since they're not, that's kind of where it goes. I don't know if we're going to have a cosmic phase anymore. Um, I think we're going to have cosmic stuff. But it's not going to really encompass an entire phase just because now the movies are more spread out. And that's okay. Sorry. I was just saying that's okay. See, I think think there will be a cosmic phase. Because, for example, in this phase, we have five movies, right? If you think Guardians of the Galaxy 3, that's one movie. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, the second movie. I think they'll introduce the Fantastic Four in a cosmic phase. That's the third movie. That's three movies right there. They would only need two more. And if it's the next phase, they could easily have the Eternals maybe if it does well. That would be three years later if they do it in the second half of the phase. That's four movies. And they would only need one more to kind of complete that cosmic phase. And they might even not include the last movie in the cosmic phase. It might just be Black Panther 2 or something. Well, here's the thing. There's so many other movies that they're going to make sequels to that aren't cosmic. Black Panther... Um, Spider-Man, um, potentially Ant-Man, you know, there's a lot out there that I, I don't know if it would still be that cosmic stuff anymore. And typically Marvel has a minimum of three years between sequels. Fair enough. All right, Jacob, that's all I got for this. Is that all you got? Hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, good, because that was that. And this is this It's time for what you've been up to. So Jacob, Fairly briefly, yes. don't take a long time, but you don't have to rush. What have you been up to? Um, you know, I was trying to think about this, and I haven't really been up to much. I said, "All right, that was quick." Then <laughs> <laughs> I um uh, I said the other day, you know, that I was gonna try to go to the gym every day for like a year. Remember? Yeah, and I have been doing that. Um, today's the ninth day that I've gone in a row. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, I've also been doing pretty good on going to bed audio. I'm not eating before 7. Tonight, I'll have to eat before 7 because I did not anticipate this going. You mean after 7? Yes. Thank you. Because uh, I did not anticipate this going for an hour and a half plus Courtney's part, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, I've been going every night. I feel good. I'm living in a constant state of soreness. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, I've been doing cardio every day, you know, just kind of. Kind of getting out there. I've had a few people, about five or six, already mentioned that they could tell some differences. Um, so oh, that, that's great. Yeah, you know, that kind of pushes you on. Even mom, you know, which is funny. I was I was standing there one day and she looked. She said, Jacob, um, your arms, there's this wheel thing poking out. I was like, yeah, it's muscle. She was like, oh. <laughs> um, no, but, but she said, yeah. She's like, you, I can already tell, you know, even just walking around the house, your arms are toning up. Um, you know, just, just a few things like that. I've had several friends tell me. Uh, it's funny, I nice. go to the gym now, and I've been going the same time every single day that 
normally it's plant fitness normally you walk in you scan your thing they have to scan it and you walk in mm-hmm. now they know me because i've been so much the same time so i walk in they're like you're good so i just walk straight back so that's pretty cool um the only other thing that i'll include in this is the other night uh, I well, went to go hold see- on. I, I have a funny story sorry okay no, it, it ties into your stuff okay. um you know courtney and i've been doing the the watch your weight stuff Yes. Uh, not not Weight Watchers. That was a poor choice of words. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> trying try to do better. Uh, lost a lot of weight this year. And I was um, at work the other day and this guy passed me and he was like, hey, man, have you, you've been losing weight. And I was like, yeah, man, thanks for noticing. Like, you know, I appreciate it. And he was like, yeah, man, you know. I, I noticed it and I thought you were sick, so I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but then I realized, <laughs> oh no, you've just been walking more. You're doing this on purpose. So, you know, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really funny. <laughs> right. I, um, so the other night, I went with my friends Saturday night to see Lion King, right? But we couldn't go until 9 30. Mm. So I got out at 11 30. Um, didn't get home till 12, didn't get to the gym until 12.15 a.m. Oh. Okay. Hey, I got, hey, hey, that's missing a day. Okay, technically it is missing a day. However, I went twice in a matter of 12 hours. So Not I think, good for your bones. So I think that makes up for the missing the day. So anyways, technically I guess I missed by like 15 minutes. But anyways- um, so I walk in, there's like four people there, right? And they all leave within 10 minutes of me being there. And I'm normally at the gym for about an hour and a half, two hours. And they all leave. So I'm the only one. I have this entire Planet Fitness to myself, like this massive Planet Fitness with like 60 treadmills and hundreds of other machines. And there's one walker there, you know, cause it's like 1am and he walks up. He's like, Hey man, um, so you're the only one here. Is there like a song you want to listen to? I'll put it over the speakers. And like, so I literally had this entire gym to myself listening to the music that I wanted to listen to. And it was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. That's crazy. Yeah. And they have these um, like massage beds that you can do after you work out and it kind of helps you relax and you're not as sore the next day. They're mm-hmm. water massage beds. Um, normally there's a long line for them and normally you can only sit in them for like five, 10 minutes because there's so many people. I got to sit in it for 30 minutes before I left. Maybe and you that, should go at 12.30 every day. I'm thinking about it because that night was the best sleep I have gotten in years. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I slept that well. It ever. might have something to do with the fact that you stayed up till 1 or 2 o'clock and did a workout right beforehand. Yes, and got an awesome massage. In fact, it I'm almost done, I promise. But it's it's funny because I was laying in the bed and I saw that there was this option for a video. I clicked on the video. You could literally click on a video and click on sound and it popped up a picture of the ocean like you were laying on the beach Mm. and the sound went on and I almost passed out. Like I could have slept there for days. I mean, (laughs) it was so nice. So what I'm kind of thinking about doing actually on Thursday nights or Friday nights, you're going to call me crazy. I don't care. Is I'm going to go to bed around 10 o'clock. I'm asleep for about four or five hours. After four or five hours during the night, I always wake up and I have a super hard time going back to sleep. So the next like three, four hours, five hours, I'm just tossing and turning a lot. So I'm thinking about going actually to the gym at about 12 or one o'clock, walking out for an hour and then going back home, taking a shower and then getting back in bed 
and I think that would help me sleep those last three or four hours, and it would wow. really help with me catching up on sleep for school. You're right. You are insane. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really like going to the gym. It's therapeutic now. If, you know, like if I'm bored, I, I, I go to the gym. Like, I just, I don't know. I like it. I enjoy it. So, yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. All right. Well, good for you, man. Thanks, man. Um, uh, hey, wait. That's what I've been up to. What you been up to, Caleb? <laughs> All right. Well, I finished Song of Spider-Man, the book I was reading. Uh, I talked to you about this briefly. It was really good. I can't believe half the stuff that happened while they were trying to do this uh, musical. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, if you want more information on it, check out our Instagram, uh, at Cause We're Nerds. Uh, I posted a picture of it. It's on there, so you can see what it looks like and figure out who wrote it and where to get it. Also, I mentioned I started The Witcher book. I've been really enjoying that. I also started The Witcher 3, which I, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. When I played Skyrim for the first time, I kind of went nuts for a week where all I wanted to do was play Skyrim. And I was in college at the time. And so I would come back from class, sit there and play Skyrim until two o'clock in the morning. And anytime I got a chance, I'd play Skyrim. And I played it for like a week. I put in like 80 hours or something. Uh, something stupid in a week, 70 or 80 hours. Um, and then I was done. But when I was in it, I was like in it, in it. And I've played a lot of games since then. I've played a lot of open world games. But uh, I have never been able to find a game that gave me that same feeling. The Witcher 3 has given me that same feeling. And uh, it was really, really crazy. I, like I said, I played about seven hours or so over the weekend. Um, and it, it, it was great. So that was awesome. Also Comic-Con. And then uh, the other thing that I have been up to uh, is I finally got a game that I backed last year on Kickstarter. It actually came in today. I haven't even got to open the boxes yet uh, because I had to come record. And um, Jacob, I know you're having some issues with your headphones. So um, let me know if you uh, actually, I guess, let me know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Okay, I can. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, awesome. So I am currently sending you a video uh, it just sent. I want you to take a look at what came in this box for me today. And um, just let me know once you get that. Oh, I am watching it. Oh, my. Oh, it keeps going. I thought there's only two. Oh, there's more than two. There's three. There's four. There's five. Oh my! Oh, that one's massive. What? There's six. What in the world? Seven and a dice package. Oh, that's a big one. Wow. There are seven big. Well, there's like three big boxes. Four smaller boxes of Power Ranger stuff. That's right. The Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid game. Uh, yeah, so I got this in, and I went with the all-in route. Typically, I don't do that, but I went with the all-in route for this, and I've been waiting for a while, and I saw a picture the other day of someone who'd gotten all their stuff, and I was like, oh, dang, what have I done? That is a lot of stuff. And I got my box today, and oh, dang, what have I done? <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm going to be posting a picture on our... 
Instagram page of everything. It's a lot. It's insane. I am very much looking forward to tearing into it. In case you guys are curious, this this probably spans, uh, if you think of your typical kitchen table, this spans definitely about uh, an entire half of a side just with boxes. Oh, yeah. So this is on our coffee table, which is roughly mm, four or five feet wide or long. Um, And these would not fit side by side. Uh, In fact, I curved it from one corner to the other in an arc and barely fit them all on the table. In fact, Jacob, you can't tell. One of them is actually hanging off the side. Um, Mm. There's a lot. There's three 12 by 12 boxes. Um, One of them is about three inches deep. The others are about five or six inches deep. And then there are some smaller boxes as well. There's a lot. So basically, Caleb's going to go buy a storage unit tomorrow. Um, (laughs) Just for this game. Just for this game. Right. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Depending on, I know you're supposed to be coming down this weekend and hanging out. Uh, Depending on how much time, we might actually bust into this. I would be down. All right, well, that's all I have been doing. Guys, I know this has been a very long episode. One of the longest in a long time. Uh, I don't know of another three-hour episode, (laughs) except for uh, the first Avengers movie that we did. Three, you and Courtney did an hour on Lion King? Yeah, we're, we're sitting Why are we at three still recording? hours. Oh my goodness. <laughs> go ahead, let's go, uh, ahead yeah. and do, let's go ahead and do five more days, make it a full walk day. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, well, please check out uh, Taylor Pool, the guy that did our opening music. You can find him at taylorpoolmusic.com. And go ahead and check out CNC Power Hour. They stream Magic the Gathering during, week, during the week. Nope. On they st- okay, <laughs> they stream Magic the Gathering on Sundays and video games throughout the week. There we go. <laughs> and also, as always, please check out our website, CuzWareNerds.com. Thanks for listening to Cuz We're Nerds. Stay up to date with all the nerdy news and podcast drops by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also leave us comments and feedback at CuzWareNerds at gmail.com. That's C-U-Z-W-E-R-E-N-E-R-D-S at gmail.com. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll see you next week, and as always, stay nerdy. So they look pretty bland. However... Oh my, this video is making me are you, become... Are you exporting the audio? Yes. Bumbleway. Oh no, okay. Uh, okay. This video is actually really bad. In the jungle, the mighty okay. jungle. Don't judge me. The Jacob sleeps tonight. I sent it to you. Um, In the so jungle, the, really the mighty jungle. The Jacob <laughs> winds tonight. So obnoxious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I just realized um, we're still recording on clean feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <sighs> That's gonna be funny. Wee, wee, bum, bum, boy.
Are you done now?